Keeping these fools in my game of death It seems like we fight every time we meet I bow when I greet, let's take it to the street So, um, I was just scrolling through Twitter, and I saw this very click. I think you mean we, we out, com or uh, whatever. What the hell? <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. What? So, the, the app formerly known as Twitter. That, oh, uh, oh, the, oh right. Like in the old days. Yeah, there's yeah. this clickbaity headline from IGN that says, Barack Obama was a Captain Falcon main in Super Smash 64. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. I think it is, and it seems to be referring to a Make-A-Wish Foundation where he played Smash Brothers with someone. I don't know if that qualifies as, like, your main. Mm -hmm. Like, he probably played it, like, for 20 minutes. Who Wait. the hell <laughs> found this what out? A, what a wild make-a-wish. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I read the uh, IGN version, but I did read an article that was saying that, you know, he definitely spent a fair amount of time in the 64 Smash game uh, and okay. was even known for having a Wii brought with him to office and then what? probably his his gaming time shrunk after How that. How much of but, zero yeah. do you think he has tapped into? And, oh, and <laughs> dude, very well. That, listen, as much as I want that series to come back, not even a former president Hold can on. make it Wait, happen. Make you're, yeah, you're you're jumping over the fact yeah. that somebody's mega wish yeah. was to play Smash <laughs> yeah. 64 That's with Barack Obama. It's not even the right and Smash Brothers, I agree. Or the no, right John, person. <laughs> yeah, John Cena. You, like, <laughs> that makes more sense. He'll drop everything at the, like... Yeah, well, remember that old meme of that girl, the the... Blogger who had a crush on Obama? No. You remember no. that? No. That, you remember that, right? You're shaking your head over there, Austin. I'm not crazy. Yeah. That was, a, I think she made like a song. It was the OK Boomer girl. Oh, was that was that the same person? Because she was a uh, Bur Bernie person. We're not nearly terminally uh, on the line. No. All right. Well, that that well that uh, brings me to my question: Who who would Biden play as? Uh, in '64, <laughs> you'd have to pry oh, his 64. hands off his pong controller. <laughs> Well, wait. Joe, Joe Biden is a um, a sole bad guy player in uh, in uh, Guilty Gear Plus R. <laughs> I don't know what that's a meme. What, um, No, no. Somebody competes under what? the name Joe Biden. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I if I ever get a Make a Wish, I want to play uh, Power Stone with Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wish. Well, I want to play Street Fighter Street Alpha with. Fucking Margaret Thatcher. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Speaking of fighting Trump games. Dictator. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of fighting games, welcome everyone. This is Hot Button. Uh, it seems it's just about time for a third movie episode. Uh, after covering both the cinematic genius of the Super Mario Brothers original jump onto the silver screen, as well as the cinematic disaster of Final Fantasy stumble into theaters, the only next logical task for us was to dissect the horrible-slash-wonderful campiness of Street Fighter, a 1994 kung fu action flick uh, designed to be the true live-action translation of the ever-so-popular uh, video game fighting franchise of the same name. Uh, how did it fare? Well, it's a complicated answer depending on who you ask. Thankfully, I've got a room full of passionate film buffs with me who uh, were willing to sit through yet another confusing blend of ambition and missteps in the strangeness that is Hollywood. An attempt to bring those spending quarters in arcades to come down, uh, come fork down dollars at the box office. Uh, but that's not to sound entirely cynical. What's often described as a black mark on the series by some people is balanced out by the cult-like status it's grown to achieve in others. Today, we're going to tell you where we fall, along with a full breakdown of how this project came to be and the effect it had in the larger world. I'm Randall Beatrice, here with Austin Blakesley. 
Hadouk and <laughs> Dave Salitti. Hello. Kristen Linderman. Hi. Who I also need to give bonus credit to, as I believe this was your idea for quite a while. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I sent you an article way back when at yes. this point about the insanity that went into actually making. I use that article as uh, quite a few uh, points of reference in here. And <laughs> um, so thank you for that. But uh, and uh, joining us again online, uh, Andrew Banks. What up? I'm not so much an expert on Street Fighter, but I would consider more myself more of a Street Fighter buff than a movie buff. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the middle ground guy. Yeah, you're the, you're the I know just enough about movies and Street Fighter <laughs> to bridge the gap. Now, obviously, this isn't the only occasion of executives trying to marry our two industries together. Uh, movies and video games, and it certainly isn't the end either. Uh, however, 94 Street Fighter, not to be mixed up with The Street Fighter, a badass X-rated martial arts extravaganza from Japan in 1972 that inspired both the Street Fighter titles and Mortal Kombat. I think it actually has X-ray Whoa. moves in it. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. That is the came... first I've ever heard of this. Yeah, right? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> no, I'm check surprised. it out. There's some gifts out there. Um, but, uh, you know, this this holds a special, arguably nostalgic-driven place in many hearts. Uh, this in the way the countless other adaptations throughout the 90s and early 2000s did not. Uh, sure, there was MK, uh, you know, don't riot. And the uh, Resident Evil saga from Paul W.S. Anderson that Your saw favorite. a considerable amount of cultural success somehow. Um, hell, even Doom <laughs> to an extent, uh, which we should do next. But my my declaration is more about how nobody is really talking about the Wing Commander or Double Dragon movies or the Blood Rain trilogy these days. Oh, yeah, Wing Commander, that yeah, the one with Matthew Lillard, right? Oh, is Matthew I Lillard think in he that? Is. <laughs> Yo, man, you remember when Blood Rain was a video game that made money? <laughs> Bring it back. That was so long ago. I love Blood Rain. Yeah, what, what's Uwe Bull doing these days? <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's retired. I think he's done. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He, he's fighting everyone who says his movies suck. Blood Rain was in Playboy. Yes. She yep. was the first... Uh, the first digital woman mm-hmm. in Playboy. Yeah, but Marge Simpson got to Playboy too, didn't she? No, no, no. Marge, Hold on. Marge Simpson, yeah. She yeah. was the first nude uh, digital model because the first model was uh, Aki Ross or whatever from the Final Fantasy. Huh? Remember that? <laughs> right. Yeah. We did talk about <laughs> that. Good parallels. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. at this. It won't be the only connection to her. Uh, huh. But oh, um, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with that said, uh, what did we think? Uh, I've actually never sat and watched like this in its entirety until last weekend. I only caught bits and pieces as a teenager. Uh, it's fucking crazy. Um, and for those listening, our commentary should be out for you to follow along with us uh, now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, except for Andrew, he had to do that that shit by himself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this it'll definitely help give context. Uh, who wants to go first? So I voluntarily rewatched this movie yesterday to prepare. For Did this. you? I can <laughs> tell you, I think it's a good movie. <laughs> it's I know. Pretty fun. I had a lot of fun. Especially after the slog of, of Spirits of the Land. This was a As a movie buff, I can tell you I've seen a lot of good movies, and this doesn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let uh, me amend know. that. This is a fun movie. Yeah. Yes, I completely agree. I think it's thoroughly entertaining. Yeah. I, I I mean, obviously we have a recording of it, but I feel like I didn't actually save a whole lot during the commentary because I was actually yeah. like watching and enjoying the movie. <laughs> yeah, unlike when we were getting trailing off and using the bathroom and stuff. And for yeah. and this one, we were we were engaged. Yeah. yeah. And there was just probably like a, like a momentary silences where we're just kind of like forgetting that we're just so watching I will, it. I will say that since we were talking, there is some wild use of sound effects in that movie that we just did not catch. <laughs> oh, damn. I, there is some loony tunes and twangs and... <laughs> What's At one point, that? Balrog's arm charges up like an Tasmanian engine. Devil. <laughs> no, it's, it's the Tasmanian that. Devil from from Looney Tunes. You're when right. He that charges was the his sound. punch. 
Yep. Because I took notes on all the things for these characters that just made me absolutely, like, lose my mind. And one of them was Tasmanian Devil sound effect on Balrog's punches. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, if I did have, like, any it's sort of, like, emotional connection to the lore of Street sure. Fighter, maybe I would feel a little different. I bet this but... pairs well with alcohol. <laughs> I, well, it, I first off, yes, it does. Yeah. Yep. Second... Second, I'll say that Street Fighter doesn't care all that much about the lore of Street Fighter. Okay, um, fair and, and, and it was it was a fool's errand to try to make a realistic movie out of it uh, <laughs> in, in the sense that it's like because they did try to set this in the real world in some capacity. Right. Like not a single fireball gets thrown. Yes. You know? well, we're digging into that. They, they dialed yeah. down the supernatural stuff a lot. Like there's quite yeah. a bit of guns for, in yeah. shootouts right? for a movie called Street Fighter. Well, yes. I think I said it in the commentary, but I'm still upset that uh, we did not see Ken use a gun that just has Hadouken on the side and kill a man with it. <laughs> it's like a Romeo plus Juliet. Thing. Yeah. I, I, the, my, my big notes are, I thought the, the costumes, wonderful. Everybody, oh, the cat, oh. like everybody looks like they should. Raul Julia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She's chewing close. This Yes, he's picking his teeth at this scene. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that I'm surprised that a movie made in the early 90s had the restraint to not give Cammy her actual, like, arcade costume. Yeah. And she's, yeah. And she's like the only one because it's like they probably ran that by an actress and she was like, hell no. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It was yeah, like, do you have anything that looks like it could be that character, but isn't that? And they're like, yeah, we'll come up with something. The other thing I got to point out is that the hip hop soundtrack full of original tunes that where they they say the name of the game in the it's like the only lyrics to the one. It'll just go Street Fighter and then it'll just like be beats for like 90 seconds. Bring it it worked so well for Mortal Kombat. It's because it's true. Donkey Kong rap. Um, <laughs> That's got nothing on Buck Bumble. So this is my... Third or fourth time watching this movie. Yeah. Uh I think it's fantastic. I think that <laughs> it we we already we're going down the lit Spirits Within was a anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> but the Mario Brothers movie is the best video game movie ever made. Agreed. And this is number two. <laughs> and I think we're doing number three next because that's the original Mortal Kombat. Yes, we are. I don't uh, know about Annihilation. We we genuinely were were laughing at the, the who is it? The, it was uh, uh was it Bullrog? Who he was like change the channel. <laughs> That was Zangief. No, that, that was Zangief. Zangief. That was yes. Zangief. One of the notes and, I did make is Zangief has the best lines. Yes. So. <laughs> he rules. And that holy shit rules. looks like Zangief. Oh, yeah. Like like it's like he came first yeah. and then the game happened. It's too it's perfect. It's like obviously TV now, we got a lot of actual good video game. I hate <laughs> League of Legends. Like so much. And Arcane, Arcane is one of the best things ever made ever <laughs> by anyone. Um It'll be back in Two, three years. Three decades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And The Last of Us is also incredible, but there's something to like... The Missing the charm of the camp. 2000s on, yeah. where they were just like... Like the Resident Evil movies you mentioned, where they're like, you know the that Tomb whole Raider, thing? Yeah. Just yeah, put an umbrella yeah. logo somewhere and put zombies <laughs> in it. People will understand. <clears throat> and then it's like, that was terrible. And then they tried to make an actual Resident Evil movie, and it was worse. Yeah, some... That was... I will... So... Uh, I, Kind Sorry, of like I have too much to say about dovetailing that. Dovetailing off of that, like, mm -hmm. maybe I just missed it because, again, I really am not super familiar with the Street Fighter franchise. It didn't really seem like they were pandering to audiences too much. Not like, yeah, they didn't just have the umbrella logo thrown in there no. and be like, oh my they God, I recognize have, that. They, they they were doing, like, the fighting moves. Like, like the E-Honda had the... Oh, they had the, a bunch of like, moves in there. Yeah. There's a, the... the Shadaloo is a place. They they had M. Bison's logo. But nothing, like, too, like... 
I don't know. No, like nothing, wi- nothing winky. But, but like, you, know yeah, what? Like, you know what the fucking Resident Evil movies don't have? A John Wayne Gacy clown that looks like M. Bison. Oh, God, I forgot about that. How uh, could you forget? <laughs> best scenes in the movie. This movie is incredible. It's like, Watch they're it. like the Mario Brothers movie. They're like, all right, make a Mario movie. And they're like, okay, but what if we made Blade Runner? <laughs> <laughs> and this, I don't know what I guess like they're like what if we made Black Hawk Down but with Ryu in it and I'm like alright cool okay as, as far as the wink and nod stuff goes Kay I'll say mm-hmm. that uh, something that genuinely impressed me was that there's that scene in the locker room toward the end mm-hmm. uh, and Ken does a thing that's sort of like if you do the light version of the Shoryuken um, it's like, it's so close to that animation. It was definitely on purpose. Uh, okay. although like it didn't like really give you like the it strength like that the that fight choreography had like, yeah, like it, they were trying to follow. Yeah. Once they actually allowed, allowed the actors to fight, the fighting was pretty good. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very, just a lot it's, of guns. It's very like back hat. Like it's, they bury the lead on that. Oh like, yeah. You don't see any two characters fight and then suddenly there's a bunch of them happening simultaneously in the final act. <laughs> yeah, the, the other stuff that I would say is uh, a wink and a nod is basically the existence of most of the characters in this story that they constructed. It's like, oh, I don't know, what if Balrog was a camera guy and Honda ran the news truck? Like, the whole, like, the <laughs> most motivation... they flipped the roles between some heroes and villains, Just too. Yeah, so... Just, uh, because Balrog's supposed to be a bad the, guy and DJ's supposed to be a good guy. He was always a Which guy. I don't want to just say, are they racist? And then just switch the two black guys, right? <laughs> but but maybe, maybe they did. Maybe. Um, but also it's like, yeah, just the fact that these characters are there, like most of the characters' motivations in the source material is just, I want to be the best and show that I'm the best. So I go to this tournament that the bad guy's holding. And they, they like, got to take some liberties. Or yeah, they like, didn't do that story at all, you know? Andrew, do you think it's that? Or do you think it's the fact that they wanted Balrog the American to be a good guy and the Jamaican oh. to be a bad guy? You know, that's pretty, that's a good argument, especially <laughs> since they're sure to like zoom the camera in on the American flag tattoo when Guile flexes too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that tattoo looks you, so fake. You know what? You could be right, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's our thoughts, more or less, uh, bringing us to uh, the summary of the plot. Uh, Dave, uh, as you were gracious enough to help us understand just what the fuck was even happening uh, during... The spirits within <laughs> our viewing yes, of that battle. I, helped. I would like to say that we did not buy the novelization for Dave to read because it was only available for like a hundred dollars on the, eBay. <laughs> I toyed with comic. There's got to be yeah. a PDF version of it out there somewhere. You could. I found it. I found a Reddit a Reddit thread of somebody begging for somebody to give them a PDF of it, and nobody could find it. Oh man! So, uh, would you care to explain the narrative? And it's got to be more coherent. Well, yes. So (laughs) there is a solid through line in this movie of uh, events happen and other events make sense that happen afterwards. So I should have a considerably easier time of explaining this Yeah, I will say before you start that this is the most coherent plot out of the three video game movies that we have done. That's true. Between the Super Mario Brothers movie and Spirits Within and this, this one makes the most sense, which is insane because it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, D'Souza, he, like... He he knew what he was doing as far as like building the structure. Of yeah. Thing. yeah. <laughs> so our lots movie, of characters though. <laughs> well, yes, a lot of characters. Fewer than there could have been. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so our movie opens uh, with a civil war uh, going on in the country of Shadowloo. Now, first thing I've noticed: this isn't a civil war. This is uh, just M Bison against the United Nations. Well, sorry, the right. Allied Nations. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not which they look like legal like. 
just uh, yes. close enough. They have the they blue, helmets, the blue helmets, helmets. Yeah, the white lettering. They're the United Nations. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so the Allied Nations is trying to Which fight a- back. A- a- N. Hold on, Andrew. Yeah. Isn't doesn't Chun Li work for Interpol? Yeah, uh, in the source material, but yeah. not in this. Yeah. No, I know, but like, <laughs> I guess that's you can't use that legally either. But like. I wonder why the United Nations uh, Security Force sucks ass. So why <laughs> why pick them over literally any other international police force? Easy explanation as to why warriors. Austin. Yeah, exactly. Easy explanation as to why this international cast of characters World is all in like the same military organization. I suppose. <laughs> well, that's the wild thing is that uh, going with the plot. I'll get to it later. <laughs> uh, so. General M. Bison has a private army uh, of mercenaries. He has taken hostages from uh, AN peacekeepers uh, and is asking for the outrageous sum uh, that no one's ever heard of of $20 billion, uh, a sum that no one man could ever possibly possess. Um, for the release of these hostages, they have, I believe, three days. It's unimportant. The clock doesn't matter at all. Oh, yeah, there uh, is a ticking clock element. Yeah, they, do sh- they even show it at certain they points. They do, like, yeah. yeah. Only when it matters. <laughs> they show it counting down from 72, and then they show it at five seconds. Yeah. The only two times it shows up in the movie. It might be in the background at some point at, like, 50. It doesn't <laughs> Yeah, they just do a check-in so you know three days have passed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Uh, so, in... Uh, reporting on the situation are uh, Chun-Li, Balrog, and E. Honda, uh, the reporter crew for some news organization, I forget, and they uh, close in on our all-American there's lead. there's only one news organization. One news organization, really, of yes. course. <laughs> our all-American lead, Jean-Claude Van Gaal, uh, just our boy in blue, just the most American man to ever yep. play. Not even, they, I like, do you think they actually at any point attempted to have him do an American accent? I hope that there were weeks. <laughs> they pronounced Sagat like three different ways in the movie. Sagat. Like, uh, 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 like, yeah, like, <laughs> that's the crazy thing is the they're the world warriors, right? Yeah. And it's like we're already Chun Li is not Chinese, even though she is in the game. So she's more American than Guile. The American from Street Fighter. Who does yes. not sound it at With all. With an American well, no, Ken, Ken's American. Yeah, the dude, they got the tattoo. He's the dude who works for the military and has the American flag tattooed on his bicep. But he's got like a Belgian accent. <laughs> I did more I, American I, than that. I jotted down a note here, uh, and maybe uh, Dave was going to get to this at some point, or maybe Randy was. Um, but for a character that they spend the entire movie pronouncing Ryu, uh, uh, yeah, Jean- yeah, Ryu. Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme puts in a Ryu and pronounces it correctly for all the other people that yep. he pronounced incorrectly. <laughs> and I, I don't know if they let it rock because they thought that was just his accent and didn't want to criticize him for it, or if they just like accidentally let him pronounce it correctly. I, I'm not. I'm really not sure. <laughs> they got him in the ADR booth. Just let him do whatever he wanted to. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Sleep. I don't know. <laughs> so Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, sorry, Guile at this point uh, is calling out to one of his friends who has been captured, Charlie, effectively signing his death warrant by knowing that uh, one of the people who is coming after him is, you know, friends with uh, one of the peacekeepers. Right. Yeah, Um, huge tactical error. So Charlie (laughs) Carlos Blanca, uh, (laughs) you know, wink, wink, uh, is chosen to be experimented on to become the first of M. Bison's uh, genetically enhanced super soldiers. (laughs) So he's strapped into... They put some dye in him. Uh, yes, we'll get to the we'll get to the cool aid. <laughs> yeah, spirit Halloween wig. So, uh, a second ca- uh, captive, uh, Doctor Dalsim, uh, straps Carlos Blanca into a machine and starts showing him uh, just 
images of like war footage, like raw war footage, <laughs> right. yeah. houses burning down and like people kicking puppies to like essentially yeah, program. Clockwork and orange. Real quick. Yeah. I got another question for Andrew. Uh-huh. Is Charlie is not in Street Fighter 2. Uh, correct. No, he is dead before Street Fighter 2 starts. But then they have him in Street Fighter Alpha uh, games, which take place before Street Fighter. I know chronologically they take place before Street Fighter, but did they exist before this movie came out? <laughs> I double just... checked and no. So the first Street Fighter Alpha came out in 95 and this movie was 94, right? So they just used the name Charlie for Guile's best friend. Not, did they, I might have been in production. I don't, they know, might have I don't know what that. they're talking about either. It's so like, yeah. it's like there's, a char- there's a character from Street Fighter Alpha <laughs> named Charlie Nash, who is Guile's best friend, and he dies before Street Fighter 2 happens. Ah, yeah, I war. think you get it from either like the intro or outros that like Guile was fighting for for a friend Charlie who Bison killed, right? Like mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. you get okay. that much from the little bit of story that's in there. And then I guess as they're trying to f- somehow fit Blanca into this story, they're like, what if he was Charlie and then just rolled with that and then they made like Carrot Top after he was exposed to gamma radiation or something? <laughs> I mean, you know? it's, yeah, Black is a recognizable looking character. It is, yeah. it is. I just wanted to check because it is weird that they used Charlie, who in the lore is Guile's best friend, who got killed by M. Bison before the game that that happened yeah. it existed. I wonder then, if Capcom then they, told them that they, while they were they, making Alpha. They captured him and then uh, increased the muscles exclusively in his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we'll get to the wonderful prosthetics later. It, re- it reveals Carry uh, just, just, just yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, captive uh, captive Doctor Dalsim uh, begins reprogramming Blanca. Um, Dalsim should be said not super happy about it. In chains the entire movie. Yes, uh, as I believe his character is in the games as well. So sure, why not? We'll explain it that way. Um, so he's doing this against his will. Uh, then we flash out to a black market where we see Ken and Ryu selling guns to uh, Sagat and uh, his cage fighter Vega. Uh, yeah. The uh, guns that they sell them are discovered to be fake. So we find out <laughs> that Ken and Ryu are, are both just con men trying to con a criminal under uh, organization <laughs> with Nerf guns. Uh, <laughs> Always fight their a smart way out. idea. Yes. <laughs> um, they attempt to fight their way out, uh, get captured by uh, Sagat and his team. And the Nerf gun reveals like one of the few like jokes that set up. Otherwise, the movie yeah. plays it relatively straight. It also like, plays it very much like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with the, I did notice the sound effects. Just the in tone that part. is like yes, the sound effects are incredible. <laughs> it is not the best joke in the movie. No, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like an hour at like the hour mark, the movie can. It remembers that it wants tone. to be a comedy. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they get captured. Uh, Ryu is now going to be fighting Vega in the cage, uh, but the entire party is busted down by Guile and a tank with what appear to be nuclear missiles on the front. <laughs> so uh, good. Because so everyone fucking is, good. <laughs> everyone in the area is breaking curfew, so this one man arrests two, three hundred people. Yeah, just as, I'll go along I see with BMs it. strapped to the top of his tank that he just drives into a building. Into a building. Uh, they were so Through afraid that he was just going to nuke everyone that they surrendered. If you're going to storm into a building full of people and arrest them all, a tank is not the best option. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Tanks are not meant to fight individual people. You can just climb on that shit, pull Guile out, and kill him. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Okay, so uh, after everyone is captured... Um, Guile is speaking with his crew, uh, T-Hawk and Cammy, uh, when a prison brawl breaks out between uh, Sagat and his goons and Ken and Ryu. Uh, 
So after the uh, after the prison fight, uh, Guile thinks that he can use Ken and Ryu to infiltrate the enemy organization. Uh, he approaches them, offers them uh, if he help if uh, they were to help him, he can help them get out right. of the, the this situation. Is how that convoluted ass plan uh, starts. Oh boy! <laughs> so it, technically, you don't see them make an agreement. Yeah. Uh, so after that scene, Big they're reveal. being transferred uh, from the jail to presumably second jail, I guess. Uh, and Ken and Ryu <laughs> stage a breakout wherein they steal the uh, keys for their shackles from uh, one of the guards yeah. and also release Sagat and Vega, who are now ingratiated to them. Yeah, they're hijacking they're, a truck. A gunfight with very real bullets breaks out between all of the UN peacekeepers who presumably have no idea that there's possibly a plan going on and shooting real actual guns on these actual escaping convicts. Uh, but then Ken gets a gun uh, and begins shooting at... Uh, like he, has, he has in the game. Yes, exactly. His, yeah, exactly. his gun called yeah. Hadouken. Yep. Um, and begins shooting at Colonel Guile, who's trying to stop the truck. Uh, and Colonel Guile, once again, shooting actual live bullets because he does take out one of the headlights. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, gets shot twice in the stomach by Ken uh, and is uh, seemingly presumably killed. <laughs> yeah. um, after this, Chun Li straps a tracker to the truck uh, so that she can keep track of where they're going. <laughs> Not the only tracker. How long was he uh, waiting in that morgue? To that yeah, guy? it's oh boy. So yeah, so at this point, I, I thought about that too, Randy. I was like, yeah, yeah. Are you if this was his plan the whole time, why was he waiting until now? Oh, it's like the sheep pulled over his head. Yeah, just like, like, gotcha. <laughs> just waiting for it. Like, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> Those guys don't know what's coming. That's gonna be great. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so at this point, Chun Li has a tracker on the truck to try and figure out where these convicts are going. Uh, finds out that there's a second tracker on the truck that is jamming her tracker's tracking signal. <laughs> Uh, so they have to track where the second tracker is coming from so they can pick up the information from their tracker. Is that what was going on? Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, hate when, I hate when I'm trying to track somebody's location and somebody puts a jammer on my tracker. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> uh, so she wanders into the AM. Oh, sorry. First of all, she dresses up with a black hood on in midday yeah. uh, to sneak <laughs> right, around in the AN headquarters. Uh, locates the tracker in uh, the morgue. Sure, why not? Uh, next to a dead body of Guile. She pulls the sheet back. Guile does not move. Puts, returns the sheet. She then turns around and Guile sits up. So presumably, he, they took him to the morgue. Didn't tell anybody that he wasn't actually dead. Put him in the freezer because they show her her breath. So it's cold in there. He's just laying under right. the sheet. Presumably dead. And he's waiting for someone else to come in so he can jump scare them. But no, he like, yeah, knew it was going to be her, though. If of course. If money wasn't an issue, I would also sleep in sub-freezing temperatures. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, it's revealed that Guile was not shot. Uh, however, his plan for faking being shot was to put two squibs on a piece of cardboard, which were then shot by actual real bullets <laughs> like Ken, who must have the best aim yeah, in the it was world. A very, yeah. very small. The best aim with no penetration cardboard. bullets. Very if, tiny. If, if you're going to use squibs, you can just. Yeah, that's what squibs are supposed to do. <laughs> they explode. You don't have to shoot them. <laughs> no, you shoot, you shoot blanks that are triggered, that trigger the squibs. Use right. Well, right. But as yeah. Dave pointed out, they're using actual. Know, yeah, because yeah, well, real yeah. damage is happening. Also, his yeah. squibs are just like. McDonald's ketchup packets yes. yeah. <laughs> strapped to the side of a ripped up Amazon. It was box. an entire crowd of people that surrounded him, and like, really good at. I don't know yet, who that. I, guess. I don't know who that mortician is, but they should be fired. With the EMTs yep. in on it too. <laughs> well, yeah, they pronounce They'd them have dead. to be. Oh, well. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I think we're thinking about this too yeah. much. Uh, continue. Uh, so, yes, uh, at this point, we start getting backstories of these characters. Uh, Chun-Li reveals that she has a vendetta against uh, against M. Bison. She needs to go and take care of him herself. Accurate uh, to the lore. Yes. Um, they skip over the Interpol part, but that part is, is yeah, accurate. Go on. So uh, Chun-Li and her team leave, uh, now also knowing where the escaped convicts have gone, uh, along with the AN forces. So they track them down to a black market with a, someone on a loudspeaker just announcing everything that's oh, going on. Yeah, my crimes. Oh my god! Just All the PA that speakers. Off. I forgot yeah. to yeah. Yes. that up. There's so much. Everything. Everything is announced over PA speaker. Like just the most dedicated voiceover. That's artist. the way it's of like, delivering well, exposition. Is just yes. like the, the yeah. Yes. I do like the exposition of not having a character explain anything and not having a voiceover explain anything. But like a diegetic in-world PA everywhere, just being <laughs> yes. like, "This is what's going on." It's better than a bored Harrison Ford being forced, <laughs> to, like after the fact, na- like narrate oh. the movie he starred in, they, like they, with Blade they, Runner. They, they, the made, they yeah. made him do multiple takes because they thought he was stone, and I, I think he was just didn't. Care. And those were the wow. Those were the best ones, huh? Yeah. 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 Part, Part time. time. <laughs> Part time. Part time. <laughs> so at this. Uh, <laughs> At this black market selling uh, American helicopters and various and sundry other weapons, uh, Chun-Li and her crew provide entertainment uh, to sneak in, uh, and Ken and Ryu, who are now ingratiated to Sagat and his crew, are uh, being shown the, the five-star treatment. And at this point, Chun-Li entices Ken to follow her into her tent, where she then knocks him out. Ryu goes looking for him, <laughs> yeah. and also gets knocked out by, I believe, E. Honda uh, or balrog or someone it doesn't really matter eventually all of our uh all of our protagonists are in the same spot yeah they, they made it that you only live twice volcano lair yeah so then <laughs> i i want to say I, I could be wrong i could be a little early on this but i think this is where ken uh, where ken uh delivers one of my favorite lines in the movie where he says after everybody's captured he says this sucks those guys are good guys like us <laughs> I, I think like, he says wow. that multiple times. Yeah. Like something to that effect, multiple times Wait, about them being the good guys. We didn't gloss over the the stealth speedboat, right? The, no, oh, no, that's okay, that, yeah. okay, that's yeah. way oh, later. That's we're way not, later. We're not there yet. So. Is, is Ken an unrepentant horn dog in the games too? No, in fact, no. he is. Oh. Uh, he is a family man who settles down uh, and marries Guile's sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, dude, he's uh, like a douchebag. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. No, he had. They have a kid. And then he gets divorced and gets into crypto. And that's the story <laughs> see, of Street Fighter 6. But like that, honest, I could see that arc for movie Ken. You know? Yeah. It so makes that, a lot yeah. more sense. That's that's what everyone thought happened in Street Fighter 6 from the pre-release, but it, uh, it's a little different. I no, it's a little different. Changed my mind. I, that's exactly what, I played that campaign mode and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, so, oh God, Black Market. Okay, yeah, so Black Market, uh, Ken and Ryu are captured. Uh, by Chun-Li and the other, oh man, good guys. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Chun-Li reveals that she has a plan to blow up the black market and hopefully take out Bison and Sagat and his crew all at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, Sagat and Bison, who are on shaky terms, uh, sign a deal together yeah. and Bison tries to pay Sagat with Bison Bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, Bison Bucks! Literally $100 bills with Raul Julia's face <laughs> on it. Funny Just, money. Tell I, me they sold those. I know. Like, oh, I hope God. those props still exist. Screen used Bison Bucks. They're going to be worth five times what the pound is. Yes. Yep. 
Once, once he captures <laughs> once the, the Bank of England, and once he captures the, the Bank of England, no, when he captures, I believe the Queen of England, uh, the Queen, yeah, yeah, yes, he's going to it would, have been, queen. Yeah. It would have been Queen Elizabeth. How many Deutschmarks are these worth? And, uh, <laughs> I don't know the exchange rate from bison bucks to Deutschmarks. <laughs> uh, so at this point, um, Ken and Ryu are stuck in the middle of a fight between the two criminal organizations. They try to smooth over the issue uh, by selling out Chun-Li and her crew. Uh, so they try to blow yes. up the black market. Uh, their plan doesn't work. So <laughs> now we, uh, the reporter crew is captured, but Ken and Ryu are now seen as like true members of the actual criminal organization. So they are being trusted. Yeah. Now we go They're to... They're the moles. Yes. So now yeah. uh, with everyone being captured except for Guile and his crew... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is what we get <laughs> This is when uh, we go to their weirdly, like, almost Aztec-inspired ancient uh, temple of a base yeah. for, for M. Bison. I believe that's also accurate to the lore. It is. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I can't fault it for that, then. Um, but, like, it's a secret base, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, M. Bison is somewhere in Shadaloo, and it's like nobody thought to check the ancient Aztec temple. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in radar dishes and guns? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, no, too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't be in there. That's where every evil dictator would put their base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ken and Ryu are, are in good with the, the bad guys. Everyone's captured. Oh, yeah, this is where uh, we get the, the weird torture scene with uh, with the Honda getting whipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh! And oh, my God! Little yeah, smile. when he, smi- when he yeah. smirks to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like... it's a little... <laughs> Uncomfortable. Um, but apparently a part of Yokozuna training is just learning how to dissociate, like, entirely. Yeah. So he's... I don't know. Like, I mean, he could have just been a masochist and into it. Well, no, he does explain it's... Part yeah, of my, my <laughs> yeah. brain can be elsewhere. Yeah, he looked like he was in pain yeah. after. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, that's dis- the most blood it's just see. disassociation. It is yeah. unhealthy. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so the important part of this uh, is that they just break out. So, like, really, that scene was... Very, very yeah, yeah. Because without yeah, they were able to uh, pull like the the little like hoop holding yeah, the chains in place with like <laughs> in seconds. Yes. That is the shoddiest workmanship. It is fun. I I made this comment on the commentary, but it is funny to have like this high tech base with like radar dishes and all this shit. Then the the torture chamber just looks like a medieval yep. torture. Yeah, like, there's like <laughs> rusted axes and. and <laughs> Well, you can you on the, the room next where all the TVs like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when you put together a torture room, you have to actually purchase rusty tools. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's part of it. Become yeah. stock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so at this point, we then also see that Chun Li has been creepily separated from the others uh, for a private yeah. audience mm-hmm. in my chambers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we will. And oh boy, what a what a chamber it, it is. Could've, we will. It, it could have been chamber. worse. Like the the, the everyone, anime movie. Everyone, take a break. From this and go rewatch that scene. We, 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 and, we do get the greatest line yeah. in cinematic it's history. Just take in that oh, yeah. room. Take in that room. <laughs> yes. Oh, the room glorious. with the painting. Look yeah. at the background. Uh, yeah. It's Pay amazing. <laughs> every piece of decorate. The skull chandelier. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's the glasses. The glasses that he pours the drinks into are amazing. Yes. I forget. What oh my god! They're just like this. You have like this ornate like silver. Oh, they're amazing. Didn't he even he, have like little like umbrellas too into like a velour version uh-huh. of the yes. very first yep. thing he did? Yes. Yeah, like leopard skin. And he, changed, <laughs> he changed hats. He has a hat in every color. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dave, Dave, don't tell Dave, but for Christmas he's getting the biggest possible canvas print of that painting the, the of John Wayne Gacy one. Or the, no, I can't find that. <laughs> the, but Pogo, the, the Pogo M, the Clown, the M. M. Bison one where he's on the horse. I. <laughs> 
If you could get that, can I give you the dimensions of like the wall of one of my rooms? Just <laughs> yeah. I'll just get you a fat head that covers the whole wall. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> More we can scare my cats with it, the better. <laughs> so we now, yes, as we had seen, Chun Li has been creepily separated uh, to M Bison's private chambers um, slash gas chamber slash <laughs> gas chamber. And we've gotten there room. just yet. Sorry. Of course, you're getting ahead of him. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we, as we're all. Uh, Admiring all of the wonderful decorations on the walls, including <laughs> skull chandelier. Uh, as we had mentioned, uh, M. Bison as Pogo the Clown, a.k.a. John Wayne Casey, the serial killer. Not never addressed, so actually, and which makes it way better. And also M. Bison but on a should, horse. It should be noted, no way that's a coincidence. Oh, no. No, that's, oh, no, no, that's no, 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 absolutely no. intentional. It's fucking Pogo the Clown. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, like, it's not just like a clown that kind of looks like yeah. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's, he's in the same pose as the famous photo. Yeah, like, it is, with the it makeup very much. and everything. I, yeah, yeah. Did, am I making? Am I having? Am I having a stroke? Or but or did he? John Wayne Gacy actually paint himself as Pogo in that? He did. He, he yeah, did. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah, he painted a lot of uh, yeah. stuff for people. Yeah, yeah. I think it, like that is the specific reference yes. it is making. Which he painted is wild. one of the ones he painted was for Gigi Allen, right? One oh, of the probably. Pogo that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so and then we get. I'm not even going to do the line uh, because you all know exactly which one I'm talking about. Just go to YouTube, pause this episode, uh, listen to him deliver it again because I can't even do it justice. It's perfect. best line from Street Fighter the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Or just, I'm pretty sure if you just put in best line ST and just let it autocomplete, you'll get the rest. You'll get there. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll, or just Google it'll take you where you want to go. Um, so at this point, the rest of the crew uh, meets up. Ken and Ryu uh, meet up with. Honda and Balrog, after a short misunderstanding, they find out they're working for the same people. Uh, and another thing that I noticed on rewatch is that Chun-Li is kicking the absolute shit out of M. Bison. Like, she is winning that fight yeah. until those idiots fucking show up and ruin everything. That's true. So, yep. So yeah. she didn't notice that. She's <laughs> absolutely going to, like, win this fight against Bison. He's on his back foot. This was before he had his powers. Yes. <laughs> his electricity. Or, or when he changed out of his, like, super suit. Maybe that's oh, it. I yeah, maybe that's where all the power yeah. lies. <laughs> the velour saps him of his strength. It's true. <laughs> um, and so then the four quote unquote rescuers bust in. Uh, she gets distracted, and M. Bison runs for a panic room, locks himself in, and gases the room because, of course, his bedroom is also, as Randy mentioned, a gas chamber. Uh, you never know. With a per ben with a door yeah. that has holes in it. Yeah, ventilated. Yeah, ventilated ventilation. door. Bad gas chamber design. <laughs> but apparently effective enough. Yeah, I guess. So at this point, uh, the dead Colonel Guile uh, walks out of the front building of the uh, morgue that he's supposed to be interred in with his, you know, death, uh, and is reached by an emissary from the AN, who also apparently knows that he's not dead, even though it was broadcast on international television. Um, <laughs> the, the one channel. And Yes. <laughs> and uh, he tells them that the AN is planning on capitulating, giving the uh, outrageous sum of $20 million to M. Bison, or $20 billion, my apologies, <laughs> to M. Bison. <laughs> You're going Austin Power route. Yes, like, with unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and tells them that, and I quote, the war is canceled. That's right, you know, <laughs> War is canceled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this wave of disappointment from all of these eager soldiers. So at this point, Kyle <laughs> gives an address to the soldiers saying that uh, the AN wants to capitulate and cancel the war. Very passionate. Or mm -hmm. we could just defy orders and form our own <laughs> private militia. So at this point, Which Guile immediately come to a conclusion. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, what was the point of it? <laughs> yes. So Guile is now a private warlord himself. Uh, <laughs> has his own private army of uh, now, I guess, men without a state. 
because uh, they're all war criminals now. Anyway, true. Of, of various uh, different countries, too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, this I'm trial's going to go on say, forever. That speech was no Independence Day, we won't go quietly into the night. <laughs> no. you know, like, I, don't, I don't know that that was really, really going to boost the morale of everyone there. It wasn't all that great, if we're being honest. No. <laughs> did, they, did everybody slow clap, clap afterwards? I don't remember. No, they were just like, they were doing the little nod. nod. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, at, at that point, he he scrambles them all, and they all go hop, 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 hop yeah. down to the water onto <laughs> their right, butts. Yeah, they literally walk 10 feet, and they're like, eh. Yeah, oh, yeah and then the, the comically posh like British uh, emissary from the AN is just like, you know, like, oh my word. Yeah. Like, oh, like, <laughs> gets water splashed on his glasses and he takes out his handkerchief to yeah, wipe yeah. them off. And, <laughs> and yes, goes out to hold, but I have orders, then drops them in the water like a real dweebus. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> real shut up, nerd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the last line, the guy gets the last line in because the guy tells him that he needs to stand down and he says, oh, I wish I could, but somebody just fired me. <laughs> and he gets into his stealth boat that was very obviously made to be a Hasbro toy. His, yes. Oh, oh yeah. We'll yes. get into that. Also, his stealth boat that has his name written on it. Yes. His, his name. <laughs> Not like Rip or Deceased. Just, you know, it's my boat. Okay, he walked out of the, the building he walked out of also had his name yeah. Oh, he's really laying low. Yeah. The AN branding is very strong. Yeah, he's doing just a terrible job of pretending to be dead at this point. He's just broadcast on national TV, getting in boats with his name on it. <laughs> so the stealth boat uh, goes up the river uh, to uh, be the first one in to take out the radar station so the other boats can then follow up for the rest of the army. Um, yeah. And so they activate their active camouflage and begin taking out Radar towers very loudly. Yeah, they're shooting guns. everything. Um, so we have the stealth boat just exploding things and leaving just the biggest wake, like uh, both of destruction and on the water. So once again, not very stealthy. Nobody could possibly think there's a boat there in the jet wash. Too bad it didn't uh, go fully invisible and just had him sitting like yeah. uninvisible. Let's imagine for a second that the way that this boat was stealth was only that it avoided radar. And then they go to shoot the radars, and then they're like, sir, our radars went down. And it's like, what What other possible conclusion could they come to other than someone is there? Well, we um, get to see exactly what they're thinking later when we see a close-up of them going to visuals, trying to figure out exactly who's there. And they see <laughs> no boat, but a wake. Oh, that, yeah. that, that wake is unmissable. Uh, so at this point, yeah, they- Yeah, but a wake made by what? The <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> Could be a really large duck. Do yeah. Dolphin. Yeah. Dolphin. <laughs> Why are there bullet shell casings coming out of that dolphin? <laughs> Angry dolphin. <laughs> he was shooting radar dishes and trees, and I'm not really sure what exploded. Because he was shooting them with bullets. <laughs> All radar dishes are just loaded with TNT. That's why they were red. In the 90s, it's yes. One, it was one of those gas powder radar dishes. <laughs> <laughs> when they're out in the jungle, you know, they got to get uh, the in, uh, oh, yeah. energy and generator gas somewhere. Gas-powered trees, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the stealth part boat starts taking out the radar. We get a hilarious shot of uh, just a jet wash or a boat wash with absolutely no boat in it. Everyone's completely confused as to what could possibly be in the middle of the water taking out all of their radar. They jam their stealth with their stealth jamming technology. Sure, why not? Uh, we get a hilarious second shot of Bison being kind of surprised by the fact that there's a boat-shaped boat in the middle of the boat-shaped wake on the river. Uh, but at this point, Guy reveals he's alive, which then also uh, outs Ken and Ryu as uh, being marked for death. Yeah, so he's very good at this. Yeah, just completely burning his agents. About that. Um, and. Uh, 
and Bison gets into his uh, his floating Senate seat from uh, the Star Wars prequels <laughs> and <laughs> begins launching mines at the stealth boat using a fight stick from Street Fighter. Yeah, which yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty that was a pretty good nod. Was pretty yeah. right. I'll, I'll take so, that. Yeah, that was a little that okay. Maybe that was the most overt. Like that's definitely the nudge. So I That's think the silliest, uh, I think that at the one point he hit all six buttons though you don't do that yes oh, you do it uh, you, you, you do, do it if, if you're button playing, uh, yeah right you do that if you're playing Darkstalkers come on he's not playing Darkstalkers he's <laughs> lighting off mines <laughs> I don't know why the controls for the mines are that Car you got to do dragon punch motion and then medium kick why well, wouldn't you just hit like one button that just lets the mine <laughs> get like they said they were proximity mines <laughs> you don't need yeah. to remotely set off proximity mines those are remote mines. <laughs> I didn't even play Goldeneye. <laughs> so during all of this chaos, uh, Dr. Dalsim uh, uses the fact that nobody's paying attention to him due to all of the things that are happening topside to uh, change out Blanca's programming from yes. pictures of burning buildings <laughs> and people kicking puppies to just weddings and the same four-second clip of MLK about yes. five times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Just uh, I have a dream. Yeah, yes. it's like I a kid a on a playground and then just I have a dream. I have a, I have a dream also like the only... Is only uplifting okay. in the context of a dark background. Anyway. Yeah, the so connotation to, of that is kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> if you wanted to, if you wanted to only show him uplifting stuff, like probably there's better candidates than the MLK speech. You know. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> is this before or after Dawson tears out all of his hair? We'll uh, get before. to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, still has his is this when he uh, when he gets the stuff spilled on him? Yes. Okay. So. Uh, Back up at the boat. I'm telling this a little bit out of order if anybody is wondering why. I'm That's like, fine. You know, it's, it's all happening parallel, exactly too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All this stuff is concurrent. I'm <laughs> trying to, you know, not do as many scene cuts as they do or else I'd be here for a day and a half. Uh, so during all of this commotion, Dalsim is uh, reprogramming uh, Blanca, who has just the most adorable smile on his face now. Uh, <laughs> his uh, virtual boy that is programming him in both. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's a virtual boy. Um, so... Uh, the we flash back up. Uh, M Bison button mashes, hits all six buttons on the fight stick at once, and the stealth boat uh, explodes. Um, so <laughs> everyone goes back to uh, considering that the they think that the intruders are now dead. All the base goes back to you know standing down. So Dawson gets immediately caught trying to reprogram Blanca, uh, and the big guard guy who's with him as well uh, starts to fight Dalsim, knocks him into the DNA mutagens, which is just bags of Kool-Aid. Uh, and he gets splashed with the DNA mutagens during that fight, but also destroy the console that is holding Blanca in. So yes. Blanca's only 92% cooked most of the way <laughs> with uh, bad programming, but some with good programming like and some still just him. Yeah, <laughs> I like that it had um, like a little on the screen, it was like uh, a crude picture of like his muscles expanding. But then when he pops out, he's like, not yeah, he, no, I mean, he's smaller he's than Zangief. Like, yeah, like, they had they, yeah. then that was even, they had a body double for that for him too. Really, I guess that they, was their yeah, body double. You would think double? they would have gone a little a little beefier, but I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, so so the the almost done Blanca is now released from the the uh, mutagen cage that he is in, and the. the Virtual boy is removed from his face for us to see just the the spirit Halloween <laughs> prosthetics, his caveman brow, uh, very much just put on with Play-Doh and spray paint. It does look like one they of the tried. Geico cavemen. Just yes, it's it's truly incredible. Paint, yeah. uh, and just an orange carrot top wig like we've been <laughs> yeah. uh, Looking nothing like he is in the game, but he no. uh, takes out the guard that's fighting Dalsim uh, to protect him since he recognizes Dalsim as somebody who was trying to help him somehow. 
I think. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, seems yada, not yada, yada, just, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, we then cut to Guile, Cammy, and T Hawk emerging from the water, infiltrate the base, uh, having not been blown up by uh, M Bison's wonderful moves. Once inside, Guile runs into Blanca, who's now in a destroyed lab, uh, and finds out that Blanca isn't fully turned. Dalsim explains to him that he can still uh, kind of be saved, and it's not. It's someone, not Guile's place. Guile's about to shoot him. Yeah, he was like immediately going to. Yeah, he's like, don't worry, I'll ex- take you out of your misery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like no, no questions asked. Yeah. It's, it's not the best reaction to have, but yes, yeah. uh, he does hold a, a gun to Blanca's head, who seems actually to be accepting of it. Mm. So I think the part yeah. is still like, Carlos. Listen, if one of you breaks your leg, I'll, you know, I'll, it's fine. <laughs> thank I, I got thank it. You, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, if I just come out with a whole bunch of Play-Doh stuck to my face, you guys know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, also, we, we did skim over while he was in the stealth boat uh, on the way to the mission. Uh, he put in like a home movie of like. There's a VHS player. And, and, and the yeah, exactly. It's boat. like that seems pretty dangerous Dashboard. to watch while you're piloting this boat. Also, why did they put a VHS player and a TV in this boat? Like, did they <laughs> anticipate like long trips where they need some entertainment? I'm a little confused on that, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of skimmed over that because I watched it twice and that scene still didn't stick out in my mind because it really <laughs> made no difference and added absolutely nothing to any characterization. <laughs> Uh, so yes, Dalsim reveals the Blanca isn't fully turned. Um, however, the time limit for the hostages to come out has been reached and, uh, DJ (laughs) checks his bank account, uh, which comes up with a hilarious zero. And then also for some reason, just an air horn buzzer. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you, when you check your Imagine pulling out like my banking app on my phone in public. It just goes. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone around me knows. Someone should do that. (laughs) So Bison plans to use Blanca to execute the hostages that he has in order to show the world that he means business so he can get his money. Uh, And he brings up the, uh, the chamber that's supposed to have Blanca in it. But instead out comes Guile with an incredible flying kick from 20 miles away. (laughs) Yeah. and so at this point, a full-on gunfight breaks out between all of the uh, uh, the members of Guile's team and the goon squad that uh, Bison has hired. Yeah, we're in full uh, action movie territory. Now. In the middle of the, fi- the gunfight, uh, Honda, E-Honda, and Zangief, who has been in the background of this movie but said pretty much nothing uh, yeah. up to this point, uh, get into a fight that we see, I would say, uh, tragically little of. because they, <laughs> No, they... I wish you just followed them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so yes, they just begin grappling in the middle of this all-out gunfight. Uh, and <laughs> Which is one of the more authentic parts of the entire movie, know, is right. having the great. wrestlers wrestle. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they start this grappling fight, uh, and the AN uh, arrives now that the radar dishes are down uh, and storm the actual base. Uh, and at this point, uh, DJ and Ken both decide that they're going to book it. The, you know, they're, uh, they're not really loyal to their sides. Uh, Ken wants to get away. Yeah, fuck this, uh, I'm out of here. And DJ is not loyal to anybody, apparently. <laughs> Um, he's loyal. He's loyal to money. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at this point, Guile and Bison agree to fight each other hand to hand. After Raul Julia chews the scenery yet again, <laughs> giving just incredible monologues. Um, and so, at this point, you can kind of tell this is breaking into one-on-one fights, so they can get actual street fighting into the street fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and again, A lot of this choreography is yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch at this parts. point. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so now we start getting our first actual Street Fighter scenes of the Street Fighter movie. No, wait, uh, we had the, we had the cage match with Vega earlier, which is pretty authentic. The one that got that, cut, that got short. cut. They never actually fought. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, I guess oh, like yeah, we had the yeah. prison brawl. Yeah. Uh, and even that was like short. short yeah. yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so interrupted while Guile and Bison are fighting, uh, fairly long fight. Bison is kicked into a, uh, one of his electrical consoles or one of his computer consoles and electrocuted and killed. Um, while Guile is then giving a debrief to Cammy, who's trying to get the hostages out. Bison is revived by his suit, which is able to give him CPR, <laughs> give him uh, an a, a, a defibrillator, and then also shoots adrenaline directly into his heart uh, to revive him. And now he has electrical powers. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know if he had those beforehand because he had the boots. Because <laughs> he starts flying around and his boots light up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, true. I don't know if like the implication. You to charge them ahead of time, right? But okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's all that was. Was yeah. it just it just booted him up? So I think the implication is that he was killed and revived with electrical powers, but it's very unclear. <laughs> is this also post Zangief heel turn? Or, no, uh, Zangief's always been a heel. Well, yeah, you mean face turn? <laughs> face right? turn. Sorry, no. Uh, not this yet. is okay. this is pre face turn. And he's flip sides. Uh, Ryu gets courted by Sagat and Vega, so we can now also have more street fighting in the Street Fighter movie. He's getting uh, doubled up on by both of them, uh, and Ken comes and saves him, showing that Ken does actually have a good side, kind of, a little bit. Um, <laughs> and we're continuously flashing back between uh, various scenes going on. Nothing really super important is happening. Cammy's getting out the hostages. Yeah, uh, People are street fighting all over the place. Guile is uh, showing just <laughs> his incredible biceps. Um, <laughs> and eventually Guile does win the fight by launching Bison to death. Uh, against so hard against his own consoles that he triggers a meltdown of the reactor. <laughs> Once again, not entirely clear on what exactly happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Powered yep, by yep. gasoline. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so just like the radars and the trees. <laughs> Cammy's team is uh, everything so, explodes. Cammy's team is successful in freeing the hostages, and they begin their escape. Uh, they run into Ha Honda and Zangi fighting along the way. And Honda is like, all right, we're done, and just leaves. <laughs> uh, to which point Zangief runs into DJ, uh, and he has a minor existential crisis when he learns that everyone but him's been getting paid. <laughs> yeah. He just thinks he's working for the good guys. Yeah. D DJ who's smuggling out the bison dollars, thinking it's yes. real dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So poor, poor sweet dumb boys. Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite archetype, which is just a lovable dude. That him, that himbo. Yeah. 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 Um, so in Street Fighter Six, they actually make him an avid reader as part of his like. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. <laughs> he can be my big dumb boy. Hey. Yeah. Good night, Moon. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Zangief has his face turned. Uh, where after finding out that he's been working for the bad guys and he's just a big dumb dumb boy, uh, <laughs> he helps the hostages escape by holding on to one of the blast doors in this ancient Aztec temple in Southeast Asia, uh, <laughs> and helps everybody get out. Um, the entire team manages to get out before the reactor explodes, even though Guile is very actively directly next to it when <laughs> yeah. the, the voiceover says. It almost seems like something was changed in post production, that, that was the like most they were going to yada 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 yeah. part of all this. And yeah. then everybody made it. Yep. And then yes, and then they yep yada 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 their way away from the explosion. <laughs> Everyone makes it. Uh, we find out that DJ and Sagat have escaped with a box of money that turns out to just be bison bucks, so they're still broke. Best <laughs> possible outcome for them. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Vega, I think, dies. Because you don't see him again. So I think the implication is he's exploded. <coughs> yeah, he's oh, just knocked out in that locker room. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah, you're right. You only he ever see Sagat get out. So oh. um, he's, he's certainly not a part of the, the Anchorman freeze frame. No. The, no. The, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So then, yes, Guile does manage to escape. We do get a, a sweet 90s freeze frame of everybody uh, turning uh, and looking at an explosion of this uh, base behind them. Yeah, really, let's be real. They are posing for absolutely no reason. Like, that in, is in, in, in universe, yeah, okay. Yes. Yep. Now, yep. don't forget the stinger. Hopefully you didn't miss it, Andrew. We didn't. I, Would you like I to go I, over the stinger? I think I did like, miss it. Yeah, let's you, go over the stinger. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I realized yeah. there was one. yeah. yeah. Also, let, remember, let, me guess, right? let me guess before you tell me. Okay. Is it is it Bison's hand like uh, underneath some rubble? <laughs> yes, and then, it is and exactly that. Are you, How did you I, know? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I forgot that that was so expected. <laughs> yes. That I didn't even have to say. It. It's like, of course. Uh, yeah. If I, I, didn't I legitimately do it, I did not know there was a stinger. We were making jokes about it before we realized there actually was one. We were on recording during the credits, or like we were like, that'd be funny if that happened, and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's after if you if you watch the movie, it's after all the racist and anti-Semitic jokes that that weird radio DJ yeah. gives. Oh yeah, <laughs> over the, the credits. credits. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Mr. Hello Vietnam had some off-color jokes going on there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a strange inclusion. I don't yeah. know of what part of the audio track this been. But uh, thank you, Dave. That that was a podcast reading of the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> hey. I don't feel nearly as bad or drained as I did after doing Final Fantasy. So <laughs> don't worry, yeah. I'll find that novelization. Um, so with that, there is something I want to ask everybody real quick before getting to the main meet. Uh, I know Andrew and Austin will kind of serve as our resident, uh, Street Fighter experts for this episode, but just to gauge interest levels, what is all of your relationships to the games? We'll keep it brief. <laughs> uh, I, there's no other way for me to keep it because, um, <laughs> I, I've played a couple times, yeah. assorted Street Fighters throughout the year. It was never my fighting game go-to. No, no, mine no, either. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah. against it. I just, I I was too busy with Soul Calibur. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I played the one on 3DS where you could map combos to a single button on the touchscreen, and it was the only way I could play any of those games. <laughs> it's the port of four, right? Uh, uh, four, probably. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I am very bad at uh, any sort of combo-based uh, input fighting game, so I, my relationship is nil. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, uh, you mean like motion inputs, right? Sure, if that's what you yeah, in the yeah. industry call it. Well, combos mean something if, a little different based on what you're describing, so that's all. Yeah, see, there you go. I, I've proved my lack of cred right there. <laughs> yeah, if there's a quarter circle in anything, I ain't playing it. So okay. there you go. Motion inputs. Yeah, got it. Like a Wiimote? Um, yep, I, exactly. First, <laughs> the first arcade cabinet I ever played in my entire life was Street Fighter Two. Hell yeah. Aww. That's a good, yeah. Uh, specifically Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. That's the one, right? That's... No, Super Street Fighter oh, 2 Turbo, Turbo is, the, the, yeah, is, the, is the one. And I they had the cabinet for Street Fighter 2 at the card shop that I used to play Magic at. Mm-hmm. So I used to play a lot of that. And then I bought, and then I, when I got a Genesis, I bought Street Fighter 2 championship edition and also the six button genesis controller specifically to play street fighter <laughs> this is like that is the street fighter in mortal Kombat. yeah and then player. i forgot about street fighter and never played alpha or three for a very long time and then when four came out i got back into street fighter and i am uh the best at it <laughs> so good <laughs> how about you andrew were you there since the beginning or no, no. Uh, I think the first time I actually, even though I knew about it for a long time, the first time I ever uh, can remember playing a Street Fighter game was about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, my brother got a used SNES and one of those games there was Street Fighter 2. And I played it with, uh, you know, a friend of this show, Matt Nudaboom. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, this game actually kicks ass. 
Uh, <laughs> so then I bought Street Fighter 4. And then a couple years later, so I guess uh, probably about five years ago, I started to like really understand fighting games, which I always like played and enjoyed, but never really understood how to get good at them. And I think I came to the conclusion that I didn't like four and five, but uh, two, three and six are all great, especially six. Really enjoying six. Yeah, we're going to. So like, I, I guess uh, I'm, I should specify Street Fighter is, of course, a vital member of the Capcom family uh, sitting right beside Resident Evil and Monster Hunter in terms of importance. Uh, they are developed and published in-house, uh, starting its arcade debut in 1987. And to date, there have been six mainline entries, with the latest enjoying a huge victorious return as of earlier this year. Um, there's a whopping 40 total, when including all the various remixes and collections and whatnot. Um, we've all seen those. Um, it has spawned several notable uh, spinoffs as well, such as Puzzle Fighter and the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Um it's a uh, massive growth and popularity led to numerous forays into neighboring media, uh, mangas, animes are subject at hand, uh, not to mention the merchandise, fan fiction, cosplays, uh, Street Fighter big. In fact, it remains one of the highest grossing gaming franchises ever, uh, 47 million units sold worldwide across its vast library uh, valued at 12.2 billion, uh, making itself a flagship of the competitive scene that to this day continues to shatter records, and that's excluding the results of six still being tallied. Um, Six is going to have a tough hill to climb to meet two, just because two was coin up. Sure, and this there is even... are there are more versions of two than there are entries in most series. Yeah, more or <laughs> less than Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> That's more. the same game every time. Yeah, there are more. Yeah, there are more Street Fighter of two. World Warrior Championship Edition Hyper Fighting the Street Fighter Dash. <laughs> That's right. The two turbos, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. And then there are like the arcade version, the SNES version. Uh, there's the HD version. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, I I pretty much was raised uh, as a Mortal Kombat kid, so I can't give a ton of perspective on the IP's history. Um, I've admired it uh, from time to time from afar. Uh, one is sort of basic proof one of concept. Sucks. Yeah, it kind of one's things. bad. I got my ass one, kicked one into was, uh, on yeah, every one, platform, but. <laughs> one was good for its day, but it's it may be one of the worst aged video games of all time. <laughs> yeah, and and Turbo is where it was at when you ask the hardcore crowd. Like, yes, like, yeah. Uh, um, if you ask the really hardcore crowd, three is, which is which one is the at. is it three or is it Alpha that's like gorgeous, like the Sprite Street work. Fighter Super Both. Uh, Street Both? Fighter Three Third Impact. Okay, Both, I have, have fun. Like, Evangelion catalog. I believe Third Strike looks worse than. Uh, second imp second impact is what it so is. third strike is the one that uh i shared that uh evo moment 37 clip with you guys before we started recording that is third strike and yeah that one that well, one has far that. more yeah like i think the alpha series also looks really good but there are just objectively way more frames of animation in third strike um, i remember so it being very fluid like it, yeah. it animates really well yeah <laughs> definitely better than the alpha games but um but they, they both look great so I, I played a little bit of four uh the launch of that was like a unavoidable phenomenon like the, those ink yeah. effects were neat but everyone loved five. Right? Uh, yeah, I never Am touched I, five. <laughs> I know it had a know rough go much. out the game. It, I mean, it's it's gotten far better with updates, but then now everybody's dropped it. Got, it like it got fucking, way better, but yeah, like, six came out and and yeah. everybody immediately dropped. Which five. is kind of rare. Like it's like yeah, they ran from that like it was scorched earth. Once six was people did not drop know, four abandoned. immediately when five came. Uh out. the spinoffs. I love me some uh, puzzle fighter. Uh, you remember Cross Tekken? That was weird. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you remember that? Box, Art, Box Art Mega Man. Yeah. Do you think Tekken Cross Street Fighter is going to come out or no? No. <laughs> no. But, uh, it's still not officially canceled. That's true. But, but, no. 
But uh, those and are completely Sh- different realms. Street Fighter EX, which was made by the Tetris Grandmaster what? people. Is it really? Wait, Randy. Mm-hmm. Arika. There's a like, Tetris? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's a Tetris, but it's it's, it's not least, Tetris. It's, no. it's, it's a third. It's a third three <laughs> D Street Fighter like Soul Calibur oh. or Tekken. Oh, weird. Um, and it was made by yeah the Arika, the company that makes That's them. the Grandmaster the, Tetris Grandmaster games. Yeah, and, and the ninety nine. Also, there's a new version. That's not Street Fighter that they made. Fighting EX Layer. Fighting EX Layer. Randy, yeah. if you, what would be the best Tetris block to have as a, a, like a special fighter in Street Fighter? Uh, well, the the T block. <laughs> you know, you you got to do those those funky moves. Oh, you can like like uh, windmill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, use your entire super bar and do the T spin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what about the film itself? Uh, how do you turn a one uh, v one two D fighter into a mainstream motion picture? Beautifully, uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. <laughs> well, ironically enough, it actually begins with the aforementioned Mortal Kombat. Uh, despite Street Fighter's uh, inarguable smash into arcades and the home console space with its monumental sequel, eyes were now being drawn to the new kid on the block. MK's embrace of hyper violence, playground secrets, and lore made it extremely enticing to the youth and the constant coverage of its controversies only incre- increased its awareness. Um, without a proper follow-up to uh, you know Street Fighter II in production yet, this is mid-93-ish, enthusiasts were happy to move on to something else, and Capcom was taking notice. It's also easy to forget that this um, short-lived moment where like the digitizing actors was mistakenly seen as the future to many... Um, Dude, like, when I when I like, when I pixels was in were the all moment, news. We had real people in our games. <laughs> yeah, it now, seemed man. like the yeah. future when when we were living through the nineties. You know, yeah. and what's more next gen than that? Like three D poly shit was years away. So much so that uh, MK was uh, leading into an endless cavalcade of shitty uh, knockoffs, chasing its fortune. I forced way of the warrior on each one of you, so you you understand exactly what I mean. Like, the- do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> Killer Instinct also did that. <laughs> Uh, what's that? Had the like the motion tracking thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in order to combat this trend, Capcom, in the midst of funding risky projects like Resident Evil One, were experimenting with their uh, fighting formula as well: Darkstalkers, X Men, uh, Cyberbots. <laughs> While a handful <laughs> of these were pretty rad in their own regard. They weren't particularly lighting the world on fire outside of their niche audiences, nor doing the numbers that Street Fighter once was. Things were overdue for a change. There's so many Capcom fighting games from that era. It's, yeah, yeah, it's but, maddening. <laughs> like the one, what's the one with like the lion guy? Oh, uh, it? Red Earth. Red Earth, yeah. That just Isn't got that put on again? a compilation. Is there a lion guy in Tekken? Am I making yeah. that up? There's a yeah. jaguar guy. In jaguar, Tekken. yeah. <laughs> a kitty guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thus, a, uh, a company division was set up in the U.S. to help get their video game trajectory back on track. More on that in part two. Uh, and overseas, the discussions on invading another medium were happening to reignite that flame. See, unlike the Super Mario Brothers movie, there wasn't a lot of hesitation in pitching this venture. Artist and advisor from the Japan office, uh, Katsuya Akimoto, recalled that the then president of Capcom, Kenzo uh, uh, Sushimoto, was a huge fan of cinema and always had always dreamed of making an adaptation of one of their properties. The question was, who would helm it? <laughs> so uh, enter Stephen Day Salsa or, or Stephen E. Day Salsa, depending on its, like, he's credited... Differently, I don't know. Uh, But an established screenwriter that was no stranger to the action genre, uh, penning several of Hollywood's most beloved blockbusters, Commando, The Running Man, fucking Die Hard 1 and 2, 
he's even said to have created the buddy cop idea with 48 hours that would serve as the predecessor to uh, Lethal Weapon, Bad Boys, and Rush Hour. Um, <laughs> was this his directorial debut? Yes. <laughs> uh, so sure, they, they weren't all winners with him. You had Hudson Hawk. I didn't hate Ooh. it. <laughs> and the first live-action Flintstones. Uh, also oh. great. <laughs> but he knew damn well how to turn millions of investor money into millions more. He earned his reputation as a provider of hits and with the capital to support it. Uh, however, there was an aspiration he had yet accomplished, okay? Oh, did I ruin it? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, God, no, no, I no, the you're gun. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when flipping through potential candidates on this project, producer Edward Grossman, who previously assisted in launching the careers of Wolfgang Peterson and Terrence Malick, um, passed a fresh contract down to him upon hearing those early rumblings. It was a call for someone with the right gusto to handle a Street Fighter movie. Recognizing the power of the uh, the IP name from conversations with his children, DeSalza happily pursued the partnership. Uh, Pressman then requested a meeting, and on his recommendation, boom, the deal was signed. Uh, the reason for this hastily formed bond was that Capcom execs were itching to have a film out by Christmas of 1994. Let me remind you, this is as far as it's gotten. The release date even chosen before even the cast. <laughs> a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Solid start, yeah. <laughs> but it was agreed. A grateful DeSalza had his shot. In his wheelhouse, too. Punches, kicks, stunts. Uh, this was his shit. Um, literally a day after this, he received a package of materials. Inside, there were in-game screenshots, character and stage artwork, bios on the roster, and never-before-seen documents detailing the roadmap for the franchise. Um, mm. He's got those secrets. Oh, there you go. That's where Charlie came from. Oh, uh, then that, that, that might explain that. Mm -hmm. uh, soon the folks from the SF team were uh, gathered together. It was mutually decided here that it would be done in the... Uh, quote, Bond-style action format uh, and feature no tournament as to avoid confusion with their bloodier competitor. Um, they were searching for a grander story uh, or grander stakes in its story, rather. A, a global conflict, if you will. The lives of 24 people. A tale of heroes and villains. Um, the former being Guile, our wisecracking G.I. Joe type with the uh, latter in the form of M. Bison, a, quote, totalitarian and vaguely Eastern European general. Totalitarian. Totalitarian. But, uh, <laughs> we got ever that staying in. Um, DeSalza didn't wish to fall into the trap of, of churning out something generic either. Using Star Wars as an example, this was going to be massive in scope. <laughs> he's, he's, oh he's like, it's going to be like Star Wars. Yeah. Um, what if we combined Blofeld, the Emperor from Star Wars, and, <laughs> and Hitler, Hitler into one person? Yeah, that's 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 about right. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that this was done in the style of uh, Bond action, right? Yeah, yeah. So just just so we all have kind of like a landmark. What <laughs> Bond films were out around this time? Just so we can know, like you know, uh, this was the, this was one that was on hiatus. Yeah, this, this was right uh, before Goldeneye. Yeah, because oh, okay. there was a six yeah. year after License to Kill, there was a uh, an internal. Uh, lawsuit between MGM and like Eon Productions like the so Bond was uh put on ice for a bit. So this was before oh well, wait wait what? was this huh. before the giant ice castle? Yes the yeah, die was, another day was, was early 2000. 2000. Yeah. that was also the space laser, like, right? To yep. melt the pole yeah the best, still, still the best Bond movie. Still trauma from that <laughs> <laughs> desperately trying to forget. Um, I'll never let you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, that Star Wars uh, quote, he, he uh, indicated a refrain from shoehorning in elements of the games, saving supernatural powers for a second installment. Oops. Uh, due to the poor reception of Super Mario Brothers, he, he didn't want to be like pandering, even though the Mario movie has like 
Audiences that day didn't know the gold they had in their hands. <laughs> right. Could you imagine I, going to the theater and seeing I mean, that? I, I, in the nineties, I just imagined like all video games were video games to at that point. Yeah, you know? like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just they're all in the same exact playing field. Yep. The same. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Capcom was surprisingly understanding of these caveats, and the uh, negotiations were quick, almost as quick as it took our guy to write his initial draft. He pulled a, a single, uh, like overnighter college student style. Uh, he knew the clock was ticking and got to it. The filming schedule was going to be aggressive, to put it bluntly. Luckily, cash wasn't an issue, though, with the budget set at 4 billion yen, or 35 mil uh, USD, and Capcom th themselves were financing the majority alone, as long as they retained final approval. So 35 uh, million for a budget. That's like pretty a modest. A yeah. 90s movie budget? That's pretty impressive, right? It is, like, yeah, yeah. So with this, let's talk main actors. Uh, apparently, the game's publisher had envisioned working with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme for years, a mission that our friends at Midway weren't able to achieve with Mortal Kombat until uh, recently. Now. Yeah, now. <laughs> um, uh, problem was, he wasn't cheap. Uh, hot off of Time Cop, he did accept the position <laughs> of Guile when reached out to directly, but at the cost of an $8 million fee. Who was wouldn't be worth a ton of money after Time Cop? It's a good chunk of that budget. Was Time Cop like that much of a phenomenon? <laughs> I, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, this is the first time I've heard anyone talk about Time Cop in a decade. And I've never seen it. <laughs> it flash in the pan, I, I guess. I, I don't even, I may have seen it. I feel like they re-ran that on like the sci-fi channel or something when I was a kid. Um, so you saw the best version then, <laughs> yeah. chopped up, commercials all over it. Yeah, and you know, trim out all the the, the the you know the raller stuff. But um, th this also meant the rest of the money had to go towards like lesser famous faces. Um, yeah, when twenty percent of your budget is one person. Yeah. <laughs> Although this wasn't all unfortunate, as it did result in the casting of the Adams family's Raul Julia as. What? M. Bison. Wait, he was he, he was like a bargain. Are you serious, Raul Julia? I know, yeah. And it, and it's, it's who's who's retroactively is often cited as stealing the show in what is upsettingly his last performance. Yeah, and and he's he was more of a theater like stage actor, but he was still pretty significant. And but he didn't call like in oh it shows the film space, but like you know his theater background shows. Yeah, but he didn't cost as much as uh. Uh, yeah. yeah, he crushes it. Uh -huh. He's yes. the best part of this movie by a mile. Absolutely. He, so his voice projects when he starts talking about himself as a god, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So Van Damme may have had a background in martial arts and hand-to-hand -hand, uh, choreography, but Julia was an expert in Broadway theater, uh, giving the role a much-desired dose of charisma. <laughs> also, apparently, behind the scenes, just the sweetest dude, too. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, moving, moving on from them, you had uh, Damien Chapa as Ken. Uh, taking the gig following epic war drama Blood In, Blood Out, for which he headlined. Which uh, is very good, and and I went through really? his IMDb. Seen... Yeah, it's it's really good. It's long. Uh, it's mm. uh, basically about prison life. Uh, but, um, yeah, it is... Uh, I went through his IMDb page, and that appears to be the only positively rated movie in his uh. entire career. <laughs> but the dude is still acting, it seems like. So. Okay. You know, if he's enjoying it, good on him. Hopefully he's making a good living at it. But yeah, Blood In, Blood Out is good. Uh, it goes by another title. I forget what the other one is, but. He initially turned down the opportunity in favor of more dramatic offerings until being convinced by his son. That's another, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, what brought him uh, totally on board was the inclusion of uh, Roll Julia. Um, oh, and, and the less said about his personal life, the better during the 2000s. 
Yikes. Uh-oh. Um, oh, boy, yeah, I don't, so, I don't, do I not want to know? No, you probably don't. Okay. okay. Um, right, that's we'll fine. leave it there. Yeah. Good. Google uh, at your own risk, folks. <laughs> Australian singer Kylie, how do you, how do you? Minogue. Minogue as uh, Cammy. Um, as of 2023, she has sold 80 million records under her belt. Uh, however, her, uh, di- like her, her dive into film was fairly uncharted territory at this point. Um, supposedly, DeSalzo wanted her when she was selected by Who magazine in their edition of, quote, the world's 30 most beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Hong Kong native uh, Byron Mann was to be Ryu um, and uh, Street Fighter's prime mascot. Um, again, he was somewhat new to the scene, uh, though would eventually star in Catwoman, The Man with the Iron Fist, and even Adam McKay's The Big Short, as both uh, Andrew and Austin uh, noted. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. He, he, he doesn't. He doesn't st- yeah, he doesn't star in The Big Short, but he no, he but steals. He steals one very prominent and important scene. Like he just mm-hmm. I, I, they introduce him as the solid gold asshole. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, kind of wild, I guess there's the first yeah, two. I'll tell you how much I'm worth, and you tell me how much you're worth. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Worth more. Yep. Yeah. Uh, British actor and writer Simon Callow, from the heels of the critically acclaimed Four Weddings and a Funeral, um, was, uh, he's listed as AN official? Oh, I think he's the, the emissary that comes to cancel the war. Oh, oh the, Brit- the, okay. the, the posh British guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> with the tiny glasses. Uh, other notable releases on his IMDb include Amadeus, A Room with a View, James the Giant Peach, Shakespeare in Love, and he was Amadeus. the antagonist in uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yes, that's where I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Which is not held up. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who was he in yeah. Amadeus? I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I'm asking this now. Was he, he wasn't um, Salieri, was he? I don't know. Okay. I don't have that in front of me. <laughs> uh, then there was uh, Roshan Seth as uh, uh, Dalzim and um, previous works post his run as a journalist in India were Gandhi, Temple of Doom, Passage to India <laughs> yeah, he Boy, prolif- he's cast. prolific yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, crown favorite Zangief is played by his name is Andrew Br- Brianarski uh, his tall, muscular uh, stature even granted him the part of Leatherface in the <laughs> Sucky Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, along with um, Batman Returns, uh, or sorry, that was before, Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor, uh, oh, no. <laughs> James Gunn's Scooby-Doo, Rollerball, and uh, yeah. TV programs Firefly and Burn Wait, Notice. Wait, he was in Rollerball? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a, there's lot, a lot of goons. Russian guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, let me guess. Was he on the Russian team? Yeah. He also had a history with De Salsa from the set of uh, Hudson Hawk. Um he's I think he's another like uh henchman in that. But um also let me say that uh casting Miss Leatherface, uh real miscasting. You covered up his beautiful expressive eyes. <laughs> no, no. Just absolutely mugging the through d- the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> it's almost like he's wearing contacts. It's yes, it's incredible. <laughs> Uh, Balrog was Grant L. Bush, uh, rising through the ranks with CBS sitcom Good Times and Roots, um, but then graduated television to appear in the director's own Die Hard uh, and Lethal Weapon, uh, 007's License to Kill. That's the gory one. Check it out. Uh, And a uh, a personal guilty pleasure of mine, Demolition Man. (laughs) Hell yeah. Guilty? (laughs) Guilty. I shouldn't say guilty. It's amazing. Sorry. I mean, it's... No, you're right. That's that's inappropriate for that movie. It's... um, just, just watch it. I like. I yeah. can't. I can't recommend it more. It. It will. 
entertain a room. If you enjoy uh, your 90s kitsch, yeah. like for sure. You'll want Taco Bell, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> Or pizza, depending on what country you live in. Um, now, <laughs> now, he may not be as prominent as he once was, but he found a place throughout the 90s with contributions to stuff like Exorcist 3 and Forrest Gump. Um, Exorcist 3, not so bad. Um, going further, Robert Mamone, Mamone is Blanca, uh, another Australian best known today as uh, AK in the Matrix sequels and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's foil in The Condemned. Sorry, who was I he guess. in the Matrix sequels? AK. AK. I did the same thing where I, I think it's one of the other operators. That yeah, I mean, like, like there, there are a lot of like, hey, we mentioned them like, like twice yeah. in, in these. Ga- but like, yeah, I can't. I don't know. I can't I, think of who that I is. I had to Google. Like, I had to look sure. up a picture. I don't think it's it's not. Like, uh-huh. But um, I did once watch The Condemned. Uh, did you? Like, know, that high, came out when I, I was working at the theater. Yeah, I was like high on Percocets, I think. Um <laughs> I don't remember it being very good regardless. I assume this was Wisdom Teeth or were you just having a fun time? I, no, this was around the Wisdom Teeth time when you brought me that DVD of Zodiac and I was so grateful I cried. Yeah, that, that same time. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. Even It's a little long and hard to probably stay I, awake for. I really enjoyed the half of it I was able to stay awake for. You yes. did better than One me. One day we'll watch the other half. I watched the documentary on the Sackler family while high on opiates. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, uh, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I try, uh, when I was high on Percocets, I tried to play Rock Band Blitz. That's do Around the same time. Because you were Blitz? Not well. Because I was Blitz, yeah. <laughs> While a friend of mine played through the first Dark Souls next to me. Um, but, uh, uh, so, uh, Mikkel A. Nunnix Jr., um, who was Spider in Return of the Living Dead. Fuck yeah. Oh, That's nice. The punk, yeah. Uh, is DJ. I didn't even uh, yeah, recognize. Um, so prior to Street Fighter, his claim to fame was likely a uh, tour of duty, a military drama, and, and again, CBS serial based in the Vietnam War. After there's a slew of smart choices, Leprechaun 4, Nutty Professor 2, Scooby-Doo again, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Black, Black Dynamite. So yeah, you that's good. Joanna, man. Joanna. <laughs> oh. Any two uh, new De Salsa with a Jumpin' Jack Flash in uh, 86. Uh, sorry, by the way, I knew there's a ton of these fucking fighting games. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll increase basically a bit, but Native American performer Greg Rainwater was T-Hawk. Oh, oh. Um, oh. yeah. Uh, Japanese. I, I just have this. I'm legitimately impressed that they bothered to do that in the 90s. Yeah. I'd like to actually cast even, even the Native American. Even the dialogue that he speaks is not like anchored in that heritage, though. He is just military dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Japanese actor, uh, <laughs> Kenya, uh, Sawada as a uh, captain Sawada yeah. <laughs> chosen in, in reference to his promotional contract with Capcom. Uh, also he was contracted whole cloth for the project and was indeed, as you pointed out, Kay, dubbed, uh, for the U S market as English speaking was not a strong suit, but you also mentioned that that was who they initially wanted. Yes, that was as, who Capcom really was pushing for yeah. to be Ryu. But again, he does, did not speak English, as and you, you can, can tell. tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and no, yeah, I think yeah. I remember uh, there was a quote from Byron Man talking about how when they were on set at the same time, like he he and Sawada, yeah. he was like he was something like he was just like staring daggers at him essentially. Oh, like, he, he, he yeah wasn't over it, huh? No, <laughs> so. he robbed him of it. <laughs> Probably not a bad idea just from the point of view of the movie itself, uh, but yeah, the ADR looks like that that bit in like Pee-wee's Big Adventure where it's like 
so not the voice that would be coming out of that man. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like when they overdubbed uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that one movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Jay Tavier is Vega. I'm going to assume he was an admirer of games as down the road he provided voices for Red Dead Redemption and Metal Gear Solid hmm. 5. Um, plus smaller roles in Charlie Kaufman's adaptation and uh, Bone Tomahawk, which rules, and not oh, enough yeah. have people have seen. Oh, he was um, in, he was in Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bone Tomahawk, that guy is also shredded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> rip roaring good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend. That's how I would describe. Double it. feature it. <laughs> Street Fighter right into Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then there was an NFL football player for the LA Rams. Is that that's who E Honda? Game, like sense. where he came from, he's got the defensive lineman physique. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yep. Yep. Uh, he had uh, quieter appearances. Succeeded this in a uh, in a uh, Batman and Robin, uh, basketball, uh, uh, Charlie's Angels, The Fast and Furious, Scorpion King, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, was he in Fast and Furious? Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I don't have the name like the character. Oh, was he, like in the in just in the original? Yes, yeah, okay. just that one. Okay. That's uh, yeah. So he probably wasn't anyone too too important. Yeah, just uh, in the crowd of street yeah. racers, maybe. Yeah. But well, I'm also was, reading. Was he in Fast and Furious or The Fast and this The Furious? This is important, Randy. I hope you have this written down. I, I have Fast and Furious is four. I'm not the even Fast gonna, and The Furious is one. You know, I'm not. I, I, what, I'm whatever not, happened to journalistic integrity? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think Randy just decided th- to hell with it. I, I think it's the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that's mm. the first one. Yeah, but it, he has, he, he's uh, he's also in 2008 Speed Racer. Hell Very yeah, nice, the greatest live action anime. Um, a second <laughs> uh, Native American, uh, West uh, study was uh, he's Sagat. Um, this a couple years after Dances with Wolves and Last of the Mohicans. Um, still with Sagat, us as yeah. there was then. Sagat is supposed to be Thai, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, like in in the lore, and, oh, and um, um, yeah, it's like he's supposed to be Thai. Thailand. Like, so. yeah. <laughs> that land. Yeah. That actor does look a lot like Sagat, though. So. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. It, it works. Yep. Yeah. And uh, what is it there? There was uh, in the future. Let's see. There's roles for him in Heat, Mystery Men, and Avatar. Oh, yes. Yeah. He won an award for Penny Dreadful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but saving the funniest for last. I, no, nobody addressed this so far. So fucking uh, Ming Ya Wen as Chun Li. If that sounds familiar, it might be because, in a wild coincidence to us specifically, she was the later Doctor Akai Ross in the clusterfuck that we <laughs> assigned yeah. ourselves yeah, oh to God. many, many episodes uh, back. Final Fantasy: you know, Spirits Within. I think I've repressed so much about <laughs> that. No escape. The spirit within, like, are watching it and recording these episodes. That even as I was like reading about this movie and the production of it and saw that name and recognized that name (laughs) somewhere my brain refused to make that connection it's all connected i tell you trying to protect you all my memories also she was mulan uh but yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) all my memories of spirits within are from when we watched the outtakes (laughs) with the stop sign oh god the stop sign through the guy's head that's Mm -hmm. all i remember It's all you need. Because we're like, how do they have outtakes in a CGI movie? <laughs> <laughs> and they like specifically animated outtakes. The f- yeah, they yeah, weren't even finished either. It wasn't, yeah. it, it, it wasn't like trying, the Toy Story. It was like Story. the Pixar thing, yeah, 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 like without it being cute. <laughs> yeah. So that's the fucking squad. Um, it was reported that Capcom were responsible in the move to uh, host as much as the roster as possible. Uh, their fault that section was so lengthy. Um, and uh, they wanted more. Uh, De Salza wasn't thrilled with this. Um he knew this would make uh, dividing screen time between everyone difficult. Editing would be a nightmare. So he proposed the question to the higher-ups, quote, 
How many of the seven dwarves can you name? No one could name all seven. There's a reason there's seven dwarves. There's a reason there's seven wonders of the world. There's a reason it's the Magnificent Seven, uh, a remake itself of the Seven Samurai. Seven is the number of characters an audience can keep in its head at any time. Um, oh. Now, if even if you could name all seven dwarves, he wasn't wrong. Avengers was like decades away. Uh, thus, a compromise was reached on the two sides, and uh, seven was landed on as the number of primary characters essential to the narrative. Can any mm -hmm. guys? Can any guys name all seven dwarves? Happy, sleepy, grumpy, doc, sneezy, sneezy. So there's mopey, a doctor one, and Corny. a missing one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't think we want to say movie. <laughs> dopey, Ang angry, yeah. and dopey. Uh, yeah. There's not a mopey. What was the the, sim no, the, the at the at the Duff? theme park it was surly and like uh i, <laughs> yeah. I forget that that's me. yeah uh <laughs> barfy now do you get into so street fighter started with eight characters yeah. street fighter 2 street yeah. fighter 2 street fighter started with two characters ken wait, and ryu wait that was it in the first in the first one it was, it was just ken, playable that, yeah yeah ryu huh. and then ken which was just ryu but red instead yeah. of white <laughs> yeah uh which is why they have the outfits they do was his hair blonde in the first one or was it yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah Ryu had like reddish hair in Street Fighter One, and then Ken was always a blonde with the red gi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Street Fighter Two started with eight characters, and there were four mm -hmm. bosses. Yeah. So when Street Fighter they made the bosses two, characters. Yeah. Yep. The second version of Street Fighter Two had the the four bosses as characters, and then they added Cammy, DJ, uh, the new challengers. The new challengers. Yeah. Uh, and so there are sixteen in the in Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Dude, I I don't know where Street Fighter Two ended, but I could tell you like like T Hawk was added you. in there at some point too, right? And he wasn't a boss character, so he yeah. might, he must have been a new challenger. Also, well, I maybe. think I think the new challengers were DJ Cami, T Hawk, and Fei Long, and Fei Long is the mm -hmm. only Street Fighter Two character that is not in this movie. Well, mm -hmm. no, what about Akuma? Oh, right, Akuma. Yeah. On the uh, cutting room floor. Well, I was wondering if, if there was a legal reason as to why Fei Long is not in the movie. Not that I saw. Wait, uh, what? Why a legal reason? He Sorry. Is, he uh, yeah. is, there, there is a rumor, which I'm pretty sure is false. It's in a Miss Pac-Man situation. Uh, Fei Long, you look, Google him if you're listening, is Bruce Lee. Right. Oh, oh, I forgot know. about that. Yes. He looks and sounds almost exactly like Bruce Lee. But here's yeah. the thing, like... Fighting games in general as a genre have a long history of making a character that is basically Bruce Lee, including That's like Mar true. martial law in Tekken is, is yeah. the Bruce Lee character, you know, like oh, Ma yeah. Maxi okay. in Soul Calibur is almost Bruce that Lee. That would have been hard to represent like, on screen without getting into legal. There was a while, there was a while where Fei Long wasn't, every time Fei, a Street Fighter game comes out and Fei Long isn't in it, there's a, this rumor always comes up, which I'm pretty sure is not true, that Capcom was sued by the Bruce Lee estate for making Fei Long too much like Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, to, to my knowledge, that I, I agree that um, what I've heard is that that is false and that there is no legal right, pressure whatsoever that, to stop That him. was the yeah. thing with, with Alpha, right? Because he's not in Alpha. And then it happened again. He's, he's not in a lot of Street Fighter games. Yeah, like, he's, he's, in, not, he's in he, 4. It yes. happened again for a while, and then he's in 4. And then when 5 came out and they didn't add Fei Long, they're like, all oh, the Bruce Lee estate suit and like it came back up. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay. And then I think people like with the dawn of the internet and the spread of information, they're like, that's not fucking true. And then when six came out and Fei Long's in it, people are just like, and eh. people are Oh, they finally put it back. Yeah. In. No, no, just, he, he's not he's in just, 
Well, no, no, he's not in six, but people didn't, the rumor didn't come back up because people mm-hmm. realized that it's fake and they're just like, he's just, he's Bruce Lee, therefore he's one of the least interesting yeah, Street Fighter characters. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. even his character model that's not, the that's, Dave just brought that's up. Way like, more, that's way more, like, cutesy back in the 90s than it would be now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's I like, like, I heard if you input this certain button sequence in Smash 64, you unlock Charizard. <laughs> or Luigi, I definitely didn't Toad. try everything. All no, the rumors Luigi's in the 64 one. You know, was he? Wait, who might wait? I know there was. Th- there's been so many Smash. Wait, uh, Sonic. Sorry, God. Sonic. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Sonic. The, yeah, Sonic. That was like the was melee, melee one. Line, it was yeah. like shoot every name in the credits. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. I definitely didn't try to do yeah, that for I hours. Did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Also, I if there is some sort of actual uh, secrets problem with using uh, Fei Long, then. Nobody should have gotten away with uh, Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat. Exact <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah Luke, he even Luke, does the like the yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke, Luke Kang, yep. Liu Kang is that archetype as well. That's what I'm saying. Like every major yeah. fighting game has a Bruce Lee in it, even mm-hmm. if he's not yeah, named Bruce like Lee. Like you yeah. said, martial law in Tekken. Yeah, there's a there's a Bruce. Of martial course, law. there's a Bruce Lee in every fighting game. Bruce Lee is one of the most famous martial artists of all time. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, but now, now we're on to shoot this masterpiece. Um, the physical training, and this will be a good segue, was to be from uh, Hollywood uh, PT and karate champion Benny uh, Arudez. Uh, honestly, a legend. Um, the dude even saw killer on-screen highlights in Jackie Chan's Meals on Wheels, yes. uh, Roadhouse, and goddamn Gross Point Blank. He's uh, the other oh, hitman, hey, Felix La Poubelle, uh, which is awesome. Um, in similar fashion, <laughs> uh, the coordination of stunts, uh, were under, uh, Charlie, uh, Pacerni. Uh, this only guaranteed if he's given ample time to prepare the actors, especially those with harnesses and wires. Yeah, um, so he's, we have to thank for the wonderful wire work. Yes. <laughs> Truly flawless, seamless. Um, unbeknownst to him, these plans shifted as we'll learn once it was, uh, you know, revealed that, uh, M. Bison's real Julia was, you know, battling... Like suffering from cancer. Wait, um, there's wires in this movie. <laughs> no, I think really oh, no, don't. sorry, just electromagnetism. Okay, I thought he could actually fly. That's crazy. <laughs> He's that good of an actor. Yeah, <laughs> <Sold it. laughs> uh, Instead of filming his less intense scenes first, while the others could do their uh, workout routines, uh, an environment was craft uh, was created where the cast members were trained a mere hours before arriving to set. Complicated, which uh, that's uh, complicating matters to an unsafe degree to keep production flowing at a decent speed. Um, as for locations, it was mostly shot in the Gold Coast region of Queensland, Australia, uh, using sites in Brisbane, this in the span of months. Uh, they also traveled to Bangkok three weeks earlier for a, the larger exterior scenes um, as it became a backdrop for the fictitious uh, Shadaloo City. Um, let's see. We'll dissect each of these, starting with Thailand. Uh There were a couple altercations to the script here and there. Originally, the attack on Bison's facility was by helicopter, but political instability in the neighboring country of Myanmar caused a last-minute swap to boats. Yeah, they were worried. (laughs) There was like a a threat of a military coup, right? Like it was like a it was it was serious business. Yeah, it it was (laughs) bubbling around. Yeah. To find somewhere else to shoot, I don't know. Maybe it was cheaper, I guess. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, the uh, the opening shots went relatively smoothly. Uh, there were minor hiccups. They grew as things progressed, trust me. Uh, Van Damme <laughs> tended to indulge in his coke habit, uh, along with other... <laughs> Do we need to say allegedly? Yeah. <laughs> Is that, I don't know if that's that no, a thing. I, I, well, 
Possibly. Statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Along with other rising distractions, um, you had pending le legal troubles from a tumultuous divorce, um, and that sign-on fee was already a thorn in the side of his uh, compatriots. Um, regardless, uh, Ryu's uh, Byron Mann des described the experience as, quote, relaxed, even a little lighthearted. And just, you know, that's pleasant to hear. Um, even from their meet and greet dinner, the performers all seem to click with one another. Uh, a refreshing change of pace compared to nearly every topic we've tackled, you know, except for Goldeneye. Um, the single looming dark cloud was Raul Julia's concerning health status. Um, despite recently undergoing surgery on his stomach, he was told that uh, the illness would take his life within the year. Uh, with this heavy news that was discovered by the rest of the party, it rightfully brought a significant portion of the energy down. But they actually did know during filming. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I guess it... It wasn't, it wasn't like it until they all got there. Yeah, it depends on... Yeah, okay. Some of the sources like are like, well, no, what he hit, You're right. hit it from the There's cast. There's some contradictory and, and wait, stuff. It makes way more sense. Yeah. Because I know at one point they were talking about how they were like... I think it might have been one of the customers was talking about essentially like how Raul Julia was like fresh out of the hospital and was kind of emaciated. Yeah. And they're like, we like, we need like, we need time to, to help like him feed up, him. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. Get him looking. It's uh, De Salza himself. Uh, he refused to do close ups for uh, Julia's monologues as he felt guilty that the public would see him in mm. such weak shape. Mm. Um, which is, you know, that's gracious of him. Like, he wanted uh, his people to look cool in this. Like he, he cared about that. And um, I Julia, think he, I think he nailed that. Yeah, honestly. yeah. And, and Julia didn't need to take the job. The, the director thought the least he could do was like give him a poised finale to his career. Um, so while time was given to achieve that goal and, you know, uh, super, like like you were saying, like get, get some muscle mass in there, um, uh, other sequences were pushed forward, flipping their schedule from drama, then action to, and then like, from action to then drama. Um, this is why things got so. <laughs> mixed around with the training I mentioned. It might not have been the best move, but maybe it was the right one. The decision to prioritize his recovery and invite like his family to join by his uh, side absolutely boosted his spirits. Um, he gradually took on weight all while uh, DeSalza attempted to hide any unsightly footage through wide shots and makeup. Everybody on set had the utmost respect for him and the rehauling that needed to happen surrounding the situation. Uh, they would go from designing the fight choreography to training to immediately getting in front of the camera. Uh, improvising certain techniques, uh, coordinator Charlie Perserni is quoted as saving the production from utter chaos. And as much as of a badass Benny uh, Arudez uh, and his, as his training was, even he had his limits, such as when it came to handling weapons. Uh, I want to read this excerpt from uh, Brian Mann, uh, or Byron Mann, sorry, uh, Ryu's actor. Uh, a month in, we're filming uh, in the morning, and I hear through the grapevine that my sword kata scene is coming up after lunch. I was literally an hour away from filming this thing. I was shitting bricks. I grabbed a tie extra. Uh, I'd heard he knew sword fighting. He taught me to kata in, uh, in an, about an hour. <laughs> um, quick study. Yeah. Uh, which which is funny considering that he does that just to show that he's not going to use it. You're right. That yeah. is, <laughs> he he's the, like yeah. twirling it in such yeah. a way. And I don't think that was, that wasn't like a prop. I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's they given a blunt one? They, they, I would have. They, realism, Dave. They were concerned about realism. <laughs> yeah. The edge changes the aerodynamics. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is the amateur nature of the combat inadvertently led to the movie's campy physical comedy. Uh, it wasn't written to be a hardcore Oscar drama. Anyway, the dialogue was scenery chewing. The outfits ridiculous. So overall, they were doing all right. No injuries yet. Uh, M. Bison was fearlessly continuing to impress the crew with his stunts. Um, he was willing to do whatever, and, you know, it was promising. Every day I'd ask if Julia had taken his meds, said DeSalza, 
And uh, if Van Damme was off his. <laughs> <laughs> JCVD would typically oversleep uh, or claim sickness, things of that nature. Uh, Got now, the sniffles. Yeah. <laughs> now, in 2012, he did admit to his addiction during an interview with The Guardian, oh, okay. so we don't have to okay. say allegedly. Right. Uh, this and a confession to having an affair with, co- with uh, his uh, co-star, Cammy. <laughs> uh, Kylie uh, Minogue. Uh, so this was manageable. Um, same with his delivery. Uh, our screenwriter, who, who was used to working with Schwarzenegger, uh, would ask uh, to sit with him to rehearse lines as English was not his native tongue. You know, from he's from Belgium. Um, phrasing really? could be Couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, phrasing could be switched about and what have you, uh, except he declined uh, t- t- like you know, for this this invitation, because he stated that he had already run through them with his with his wife. Like, I think he just probably didn't want to didn't want to do it. But uh, Wait, the wife he was divorcing. Well, the wife he was, I guess, cheating on. Oh, he hadn't divorced but, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Uh, uh, De uh kind of just laughs it off when reciting their exchanges today. Uh, according to him, he ribs on a an instance where Van Damme shouted cut out loud because he thought he pronounced ladder as latter. Um, the filmmaker then lectured him about how much of a pain it would be to reset everything. The bullet holes, the replacing of blood packs, the costume cleanup. Uh, Guile ordered a second take, though. And while the staff obliged, he listened back to the audio and there was no error. Um, what did De Salza do? He made him shoot it again just to have it <laughs> and probably to fuck with him. Uh, Dam saw through the ruse, however, and intentionally exclaimed ladder on purpose to ruin it. Uh, you know, they have fun. Burn that money. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Which scene is that? Some schoolyard you... shit. I don't even know if that made it into the final because I was <laughs> looking for it when we when we were watching and... I don't know. Um, now, as far as technical aspects go, both the indoor and outdoor sound stages, though beautiful, were plagued with annoyances. Inside, gaps in the walls and ceilings would let in unwanted light. Outside, they had to deal with the elements. Uh, there was a crewman whose skin got badly irritated from contact with the water in the Chao Pyra River. Um one producer, unaccustomed to driving on the opposite side of the road, accidentally turned into oncoming traffic and struck a bus. He's alive, okay. thankfully. Um, not, not the bus. Yeah. <laughs> not that he came back to the project. Uh, same goes for another producer who suddenly had a heart attack. But, like, I mean, those weren't related to the film, per se. Um, it was just a cursed and ill-conceived place to make a movie. Uh, an authentic location, I suppose, to further the immersion. Uh, the team was forced to adapt to the nation's scorching temperatures, um, humidity, and on top of those, its culinary traditions. Uh, Byron Mann observed the drastic loss of weight for all of the performers and that their pounds could fluctuate visibly scene to scene. All right, so this next bit is hilarious. Uh, Wait, sorry, they they filmed in Queensland, Australia, right? No, this is in uh, the Thailand. They filmed in both. Uh, I I think the the in-set, like the uh, stuff was in Australia, the... The big outdoor stuff is in Thailand. Okay. I think probably like the, the, the chase with the truck and that whole like shooting thing at the market. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all Thailand. Um, uh, I got a fair share of my info f- uh, for these sections from an in-depth uh, Polygon article uh, written by, uh, this is uh, Chris Plant in 2014. I'll give full thank yous on my sources in the closer, don't worry. But uh, I'm just going to cite this paragraph verbatim because it's so stupid that I couldn't stop chuckling. Um, quote, Furthermore, the men in the cast, young, physically fit, and flush with American cash in Thailand, had taken an interest in the local massage parlors. 
Mm. Uh, hunger, mm. rapid weight loss, mm. heat exhaustion. None were a match for the inflamed libidos of these 20 something action stars. End quote. Um, mm. This was supported by Chapa. Quote, I came from poverty and here I was making more money than I uh, ever made in my whole life. Plus the places were so cheap. You could get a massage for 10 bucks. We became massage addicts getting a massage every hour. We were working hard and our bodies were pushed to the extreme. Well, yeah, uh-huh. sometimes you don't want it. Like sometimes your traps get like really tense <laughs> and I, I understand, you know, for a fellow actor, man agreed, uh, quote, let's, Let's put it this way. There were a lot of hormonal guys on this film running amok in Thailand and Australia. So you do the math. We were like cavemen. We were like Vikings. We went there and conquered. Uh, yeah, I couldn't uh, tell that there were a bunch of hormonal guys Jesus. given how they treated Chun-Li through the entire movie. Stay so. classy. I don't think well. they're talking about getting someone rubbing their muscles. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, well, rubbing certain muscles. <laughs> they're not the traps. <laughs> no. Sure, keep going. <laughs> no, just, 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 just the toesies. Um, oh. <laughs> Way to make this gross. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, carrying on from the debauchery, uh, there were also power issues. At one point, the gear being used was demanding so much energy that it blew out a nearby station, uh, delaying the shooting schedule by 15 days. But fuck it, Bangkok was over with. It was time to pack up and ship on over to Australia. <laughs> you fucked up your shit, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way less deadly there. The weather and wildlife had to be more welcoming. Um, In Australia? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm <not. laughs> no, I'm shaking my head no for those listeners. <laughs> uh, so I should note uh, a, a production of this magnitude going over costs and falling slightly behind isn't really uncommon in the action blockbuster space. However, Capcom was determined to land that holiday window for theaters, meaning DeSalza had catching up to do. Even toy manufacturer Hasbro was putting on the pressure as per their deal to uh, re-release licensed figures based off the film for Black Friday. Uh, The screenwriter slash director commented on this, saying that uh, they were aiming to reboot the currently waning G.I. Joe line as a thinly disguised Street Fighter tie-in, which sort of explains the use of firearms and tanks and boats and... In the scripts, yeah. And the very toy-centric boat. Uh, stuff yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, you can picture, like, a kid. Easily. Easily, yeah. Um, and uh, they weren't messing around, though. They they, they were heavily uh, invested in this product, giving memos that requested said tank, again, taken from G.I. Joe's vehicle blueprints they had. Um, they hammered down on the movie's content, requesting it stay family-friendly enough to still sell to children. Back to Aussie country. Um, newcomers were set to uh, replace the producers, that had left during the filming in Thailand. And when they noticed the crunch that was required to write the ship, uh, they went to the uh, second unit led by Pacerni to take the reins on scenes that uh, needed shooting with the supporting cast. Studio B racing parallel uh, to DeSalza Studio A for maximum efficiency. They uh, they even brought in uh, uh, William Fraker, uh, the Academy Award-nominated cinematographer of Rosemary's Baby and Bullet as support. What? (laughs) What? And uh, things were faring far better here in Australia than in Bangkok. Uh, No poisonous rivers or car crashes anyway. Uh, However, there are contradictory statements when it came to the management. Um, For example, B-Team followed the director's instructions to not incorporate the, quote, uh, special moves um, the fighters in the game had. But then DeSouza changed his mind, and perhaps he got worried Capcom and Hasbro would be upset at the lack of personality in, like, their character's signature styles that players were expecting when it came to fighting. Like, uh, 
Like uh, maybe he wanted more uniformly across the two groups footage. I, I can't pin it, but um, that, and there was even confusion on who was responsible for what sequences. It was, it was weird. The, depending on which person you questioned, both Priserni and DeSalza shot the final showdown between M. Bison and Guile. Like, uh, which, yeah. You just wait, have like what? a different camera angle or? <laughs> I don't know. Priserni claimed he tried to, to tell Pressman, their producer, uh, that he wasn't equipped to direct the battle. Pressman said, you have to, we're behind. So he did. Quote, I was forced to do it. DeSalza, not pleased with that revelation, took the credit. Or so if you ask Priserni on the discrepancy, quote, I didn't want his credit. I want to be the first unit. I just did my job. Later adding that DeSalza was insecure and didn't know what he was doing. I, the frustration almost caused Biserni to threaten leaving a week before wrap-up. Uh, man uh, uh, recalled a heated argument, like uh, he, one night that uh, led to Fraker at the camera to fill the spot. Technically, this is just hearsay. It could very well be the case. It might not. I, I had to include it regardless. I don't know. <laughs> Bizarrely enough, the production concluded prematurely with 20 uh, pages of script left to complete. A month after the actors flew back to the States, uh, phone calls came in exclaiming that they they now suddenly had to trek uh, over back over to uh, or no this is to Vancouver Canada to actually finish this shit. Um, <laughs> DeSalza was granted three more days to get it done. Costumes were put uh, back on, sets were rebuilt, and upon Capcom discovering that the uh, the movie had none of the fun powers in the video game, the ending fight was then retrofitted to the tone of what felt more in tune with their franchise. Uh, and they did it as much as an ordeal it was. It was off to the editing bay. DeSalza overjoyed with the freedom he had to put the pieces together without the pesky corporate interference. Because I guess he also was serving as, like, editor in this as well. But, uh, uh, except there was now one major roadblock, the Motion Picture Association of America, or the MPAA for short. On all sides, the project was reaching for no higher than a PG-13, not just to match the level of its gaming counterpart, but also to appease parent advocacy organizations that become uh, uh, sensitive to the idea of toy tie-ins taken from edgier intellectual properties wait hold on they're only just now taking issue with that kind well that's not saying yeah this wasn't the 80s anymore the bunch of wet blankets were putting a stop to stuff based uh, like 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 on children like there was like a children's robocop cartoon and they're just kicking each other i know like no no more terminator and alien action figures like that's still like so enraged by mortal Kombat. like street fighter that's that's the other thing i think the the like the 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 magnifying glass was really on them because this is the same year as the the uh, Senate hearings for yeah, as old people shooting, not not when it releases. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old people out of touch, lumping on all video games. Yep. they're all the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> DeSalza, known for his history on writing violent media, as well as his uh, renegade attitude from uh, his contributions to network television, he recalled shows airing at seven p.m. "quote unquote wussy pussy time." <laughs> There's a lot of colorful language there in quotes getting turned around. But uh, yeah. either way, like uh, uh, certain readings of war disagree with them. Uh, so this is November of 94, a month before premiere. They reviewed his cut. They gave him an R. <laughs> really? and he chalked for, it up. For a long, okay, no, sorry. I interrupted you as you were about to explain. No, you're right. Go they, ahead. They, well, he chalked it up to a recent mass shooting as the culprit. But whatever this reason that wouldn't fly... He quote, I shot a PG-13 and I had to make it softer. With Capcom ordering a new edit, he removed a large portion of the blood that was listed as problematic. He trimmed close-ups of busted lips and noses. Fuck, I want to see this version. Um, yeah, what? 
that that was enough to tip them things over into an R. I don't know. Yes, it, it's going to get even more like eyebrow raising in a moment. But and but this is an expensive resolution that they they quickly arranged uh, out in Vancouver. Like it, it had to be neutered. Apparently, when Vega falls on his own claw, that was just snipped out entirely. Oh, no. mm -hmm. that happened. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why he doesn't show up at the end. Yeah. I, it, oh, he, he good. Kills. Yeah. Or he dies yes. on his claw. Right. Yeah. Because he does get flipped at the very like that's the last time you, you can't see even him, tell like what's yeah he yeah. gets yeah. kicked so hard. I have no he, idea. Yeah, he flips and lands on his chest. So maybe that was the intention. Yeah, oh. and then uh, that explains that they uh, but but they didn't have the resources to go in and mask it with special effects like none of the iconic fireball projectiles. Um, there was a nice glow around the Hadouken to hide the the rawness of it. Whatever. I mean, like not. Like it wasn't really the Hadouken, but it was. I'm sorry. What, kind of it. Are you saying they intended to have these moves in there and then just couldn't get the special they, effects done? And no, the, they they went back and forth on it. Okay. So like, yeah, it's it's weird. There there was um this was pre digital, so like computers could only fix so much. But mm -hmm. I don't know what they wanted it to look like. Maybe they they were like, this looks stupid, and then they just could well, be. There's there's yeah. the one part where he does. You know, there's an audio medium, but he does the the yeah exactly the Hadouken yeah. hand thing. Which if you, you know, if you watch, if you play Street Fighter, now it's a fireball, but in Street Fighter 2, the Hadouken has the two hands in it, in the fireball. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he does the motion and hits somebody with it. He just doesn't, there's no fireball. Mm. So Now, I'm going to pause here for a sec because I don't believe this part. Um, I don't. And I know that, like, I I know how this process operates. We all do. Um but DeSalza says the second cut returned with a G, which no way. No. That's, yeah. like, what was it, 20 minutes long? A fucking G? Like, like yeah. Pixar can't even get those. Like, <laughs> Gs are for nature documentaries. Yeah, that's, like, that's like, thematic stuff is going to get you a piece. Yeah, like, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. But whatever, this is, this is what There's he's claiming. There's a skull claiming. chandelier. <laughs> yeah, that's already, like, too much. They'll just be like, oh, for image. So... I don't know, but um, in in response to that, he inserted a cuss word to bring it back up uh, to a PG thirteen, <laughs> or so he states. Specifically, Just an eighty one. yard line when Guile is crawling through the air ducts, grumbling, "I'm too old for this shit." Uh, yeah, I remember that line, and I remember yeah. I remember mm -hmm. thinking it felt a little out of place Classic. too. Yeah, uh, I mean, apart from some other language throughout, like there there is a like. I think there's some hells and dams and I mean, a son F. of a Tyson bitch. does snap two necks right off the bat. He does. Yeah. That's yeah. very yeah. true. It's not bloody, but I don't know if he meant PG and, and yeah. said misspoke and said G there, but either way, this, this seems through and through a PG 13, but I don't know. Um, the, I, I, I know I keep saying, I don't know, but it's just, I'm, yeah, it's it's all. I'm shaking my head at this whole collecting like their their cocaine fueled experience. <laughs> it's improbable, yeah. but not impossible because the MPAA is fucking. They're bananas. Dog shit. Yeah, yeah. They, but this is the nineties. No, like there are no set rules for the MPAA. They just it's like oh, it's yeah. all vibes and it's all like Christian moms. <laughs> <laughs> there's, Christian mom there's vibes. There's nothing particularly saucy or overly violent. Like I don't recall. No. Uh, like it's. it's you want to talk about it's, stuff that's saucy? We could talk about almost every scene with Chun Li and a man in it. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, it's 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 mostly bloodless outside of the fake squib pack. I yeah. think there's a couple bullet uh, bullet holes getting riddled into people, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think E Honda having a bloodied face at the end is probably his, which is on that character. Yeah, it was oh, part and I guess of that he had the bloody design. back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, whip, yeah. When he's getting yeah. whipped, that's yeah. Um, so it got the pass a PG thirteen for quote. Nonstop martial arts in action, which is the yeah. like 
That is the second funniest descriptor uh, that they have issued out. It's outside, a good band name. Like after Twister's intense depiction of very bad weather, which I should. <laughs> that is more accurate. <laughs> for, no, you know what? Maybe the action is nonstop, but it takes like an hour for it to be a, a start. You yeah, know? that's why like, yeah, them yeah, adding that adjective on like that doesn't. It's it stops. It, it, it didn't it's stop. Not, it just took a while to start. <laughs> <laughs> non-stop martial arts in action is a great album name <laughs> uh, so everybody was was satisfied a total runtime of 102 minutes um they uh, they'd even make their december 23rd release date uh merry christmas uh japan had to wait until may 6th of 95 to get theirs um <coughs> i also think in the u.s that it shared the same weekend as dumb and dumber and the santa claus the overlap there with the viewership. <laughs> yeah. Tim Allen grunt? I don't. <laughs> um, the uh, composer and front person of industrial noise band SPK, Graham Revel, wrote the score. Uh, this and The Crow that same year. Um, <laughs> both after he did Tank Girl, uh, Power Rangers from Dustal Dawn, Spawn. Lots <laughs> <All> of <right>. winners. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no existing uh, songs from the actual series. A strange and deliberate move. Um, it was recorded by the London Symphony Orchestra, and there were, as I <laughs> specified before, the licensed tracks heavily present. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, Priority Records distributed it. It cites itself as being the first soundtrack of a AAA film production to consist exclusively of hip-hop music. Uh, I, that, I don't, that I don't, seems dubious. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, artists featured uh, Ice Cube, uh, Nas, LL Cool J, MC Hammer, Chuck D um, <laughs> from Public Enemy. Uh, it's The album went on to sell 500,000 copies. Wow. Yeah, get it. Um, there were other promotions, of course, trailers, uh, and uh, a companion element that we'll get to another day. <laughs> I'm afraid to the... <laughs> The, the movie, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a comic. I, I did na- my, my notes file. I called uh, Street Fighter the movie the notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we already have a name for this. It's got to be called Street Fighter the movie the episode. Yeah, it's, there you it's, go. It's, it's, yeah, uh, Street Fighter the movie the podcast, and then yeah. <laughs> the next one will be Street Fighter the movie the game the podcast. Yeah, Perfect. <laughs> no changes. Yeah. yeah. So there's a comic named uh, The Battle for Shadaloo. Published by DC and a manga in the June issue of Koro Koro. We'll find those for you, Dave. Thanks. Uh, I'd add to my collection. <laughs> my growing bookshelf. Hey, we, we have the one that was looking over for us that you got me, though. That's, That's from true. the, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll get to that. Also, the anime uh, movie, but that's a... But, um, anime movie rules. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. There's like there's yeah. some weird choices in there. Some things are very, very strange. Yeah. But Speaking of... Uh, all right, put a pin ch- in that. Putting Chun Li in compromising mm-hmm. positions. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the animated movie does that too. Yeah. Yes, uh, and arguably worse. Yes. Um, yep. So there, there was a uh, there was a slapdash red carpet event uh, too, um, and in an unusual manner, it was held at Capcom's U.S. headquarters in Sunnyvale, California. They sent invitations to press and hosted a Q and A session with the cast. Well, and those that showed up, Van Damme was not present. Um, neither was Kylie Minogue, Wes Studi, or Real Julia, obviously. Mm. Um, MC Hammer drove into the parking lot, blasting his original song for it, Straight to My Feet. Gross. Sure. And raced off. That guy played Jeremy, <laughs> is what I was going to say. <laughs> he just did like a, like a straight-up drive-by. <laughs> Guessing he had to fulfill the appearance quota? Yeah. Like, sure some that. way, like... 
I do love that he was commissioned, and uh, they had to do something in response to Mortal Kombat's Techno Syndrome, which was, you know, massive. Also, they had yeah. to do something in response to, to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' Secret of the Ooze, Go Ninja right. by yeah. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I oh, forgot God. about that. Uh, but I'm sure the folks listening are dying to find out, how did it perform? Uh, critics first. Our next round of Guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, who wants to take a swing? 56. Oh, I'm, I'm bad I at this. I unfortunately looked at it today. I'm bad okay, at this for so good movies, so, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, 24%. Okay. Andrew, do you want to just take a throw a random number out there? All right, yeah. I, I'll say uh, the, the extremes are usually way off from what I would rate something, so I'm going to say this is a, a, a 17. Okay. Well, I am sad to announce that it's our lowest yet on what we've covered on Hot Button. A lonely 12%. Andrew was closest. Way too fucking low. I, yeah, yeah. I concur. Price is right. Wait, well, it was, none of us win. Higher yeah. than Final Fantasy? Uh, no, or, well, sorry, lower than Final lower, Fantasy? Lower than yeah. Final Fantasy, yes. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I mean, yeah, this movie I'm, is definitely more watchable than Final Fantasy. I'm totally. I am yeah. so mad. I know. Legitimately no, I mean, yeah, when I read that, I was like, fuck this. Um, so th- this was from 41 reviews with the consensus being quote, though it offers mild entertainment, disagree through campy one-liners and the overacting of the late Raul Julia. The film is dedicated to him. Street- overacting. Yeah. It was not. No, Street- no, yeah, acting. Come on. Street fighters nonstop. So maybe they're in cahoots with the MPA. <laughs> Action sequences are not enough to make up for a predictable, uneven storyline. Um, Killjoys. Right. Yeah. Uh, I bet they're fun at parties. So Van Damme <laughs> faced the most criticism, uh, along with the overstuffed plot, poor editing, unintelligible dialogue, miscast <laughs> roles, and a lack of engaging characters. Again, these are not my words. Um, but uh, outlets such as the New York Times and Variety made comparisons to the Super Mario Brothers, which they meant to be harsh. Yeah, I, I think say, uh, like I, uh, not in a positive light. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking I that as a positive. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> They Once both again, rule. Uh, just th- more evidence that all video games are video games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So th- those are just the stiffs, though. What did the people think, man? Um, at the time, fans were divided. Uh, they enjoyed the effects, set pieces, and M. Bison's performance, but it was more misses than hits with most. Uh, as as we've gone on, I think like reception for that movie has sort of changed in the eyes of a lot of those uh, those fans. Capcom were happy. Honestly, uh, they stood behind it. It wasn't the reaction Nintendo had to their turkey where they just pretended like it never existed. Mm-hmm. Like they just bury the Mario Brothers movie. Capcom was like, no, yeah, this is us. Like, And um, when it came to the box office, uh, it opened at third, then dropped hard that second week to seventh. Not great. And in between that Friday and Saturday, uh, it's uh, it is two. This was uh, a um, 3.1 million to 1.7. That's a 55% disparity. Eh, yeah. Ouch. Uh, domestically, it did earn 33 mil from its run, and abroad, it did better. Um, they were even able to recoup its budget by the end when the worldwide gross landed it at $99.4 million. Wow. Okay. Right. Not bad at all. VHS sales and rentals greatly ex- uh, assisted in the ensuing year. That and broadcasts on TV, which boosted that total to $165 million when added to the theater revenue. Like, it definitely could have right. been worse. Like, yeah. In June of 95, uh, the crew was delighted to see that Julia had been post... Um, uh, Posthumously? Posthumously, yes. I always... Uh, that's, a, that's a mouthful for me. Uh, was nominated at the um, uh, 21st Annual Saturn Awards for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, he was up against Richard Attenborough, Robert De Niro, Bill Paxton, Rip, another. Um, but uh, 
James Spader and winner uh, Gary Sinise and Forrest Gump, uh, Lieutenant Dan. Really? Himself, yeah. He won. Mm-hmm. No offense to Gary Sinise there, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle Minogue, uh, or Cami, went to become an international pop star, or continue to be. Uh, she landed a number one single on the Billboard charts, Can't Get You Out of My Head. I heard it. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, though she does want to get back into acting again, she was in that San Andreas earthquake flick with The Rock. Yep. I saw oh, it. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's, um, that's generous. Mm, it is generous. Uh, outside of those shining stars, Hollywood was none too kind to the remainder of our protagonists, uh, whether deserved or just perceived. The final product reeked of failure. The, the lead actors never managed to nab another big role. Um, Van Damme's career especially tanked, even uh, taking a break from performing altogether from 1999 to 2008. But remember to what happened in 2008. Uh, I'm, I, the housing crisis. No, recession. The, <laughs> the writer's strike. That, the, the movie that you told us about, Austin, that one, the, 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 where he plays his own exaggerated persona. Have you guys? Oh, yeah, JCVD. Yeah, Dave, yeah. you were the yes. only one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called JCVD. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, and he, and it's, and it's great. And apparently it's awesome. Like, and yeah. people say he's, he's great in it. So that mm-hmm. was kind of his, his big return since 1994. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to, I'm curious about that. We'll have to check that out. Looks like a good time. Uh, meanwhile, DeSalza went on to sell a script for Stallone's Judge Dredd, not to be confused with the fucking amazing Dredd film from 2012 by uh, Pete Travis and Alex Garland. Different. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also wouldn't sit in the director's chair again until 2000 with Showtime's uh, World War II drama Possessed. Uh, this to little attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's we're right. all shrugging. Yeah. Uh, not that his connection to games was over. In 2003, he was credited in storying Eidos's, uh Tomb Raider to the silver screen with mm. the Cradle of Life, uh, Lara mm. Croft's somehow crappier follow-up uh, to the 2001. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't all doom and gloom for everybody involved. Uh, Pacerni is uh, now 86. Uh, stayed busy. He continued on uh, doing stuff for True Lies. This <laughs> is great. Uh, he worked as a stunt driver for the Need for Speed Another adaptation. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. I didn't hear positive buzz. The one with um, uh, yeah. the Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, yeah. yeah Aaron like, Paul. Aaron yeah. Paul, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, in contrast with the others, uh, he does not reflect on the Street Fighter movie shoot with jo- uh, any joyful memory. Uh, outright insulting the DeSalza's uh, methods and, abiz- uh, and, and ability. Oh, jeez. Um, and uh, that it could have been something more than it was. Uh, a judgment we can't make, but... Uh, Trainer Benny uh, still trains, um, teaching privately, kickboxing, being his top forte. Um, And uh, this wasn't it for Street Fighter's non-gaming future. Later that fall, a North American animated series was produced. Uh, It aired within the Cartoon uh, Express block on the USA Network and lasted a whole 26 episodes. Yeah, this is the one that has that hilarious gif where they like they have Balrog running out of something in the distance, but they don't resize him. So he's just absolutely (laughs) miniature. It's. It's Aww. hysterical because they're like, yeah, we can't just like keep on drawing all these frames of him getting bigger as he walks into the <laughs> foreground. So he's just, he just re- <laughs> remains tiny. Oh, it's adorable. I'm going to find it. You keep going. Yeah. Uh, the reception of this was astronomically negative. Uh, worse than anything that I've read about the what we watched. Uh, and also in an interesting choice, the general narrative was written to be a continuation of sorts from where the film left off. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to take the they word. They were originally hoping to write a sequel. Obviously, they had the stinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
there are things working against that, and, namely recipes for El Julia. But, and, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and as we've previously discussed, uh, the other side of the spectrum in terms of like it's uh, the, it, people backing it is the the anime uh, yeah. Street Fighter Two movie. Um, I don't have a year of when that came out. It was around the uh, same time. It might have been. Was, yeah. I think I'm, I think it was like a maybe ninety five. Yeah, maybe I think it was mid mid nineties for sure okay. after the movie. Um. Fast forwarding to uh, 2003, rumors of a proposed sequel emerged, uh, one that included the return of Dam, as well as Dolph Lundgren out of retirement and Holly Valance. Um, it never materialized. Uh, there's always talks, I suppose, but this spread from an ESPN interview with the, the two where Lundgren said something, though, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, who cares <laughs> about that? We have a very real movie to discuss. Mm. 2009's Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Um, what a hot piece of garbage. <laughs> the rest of the planet may have forgotten, but I, I saw it. Did you? Uh-huh. What's your take? I, it sucks. I've heard it's like painfully boring. It's so. It's worse than the Dead or Alive movie, and that's saying something because the Dead or Alive movie sucks. Yeah, that bar is so low you'll trip over. It. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this this was prepped as a non canonical offshoot to release in partner to the hotly anticipated Street Fighter Four. Uh, it chronicles the quest of Chun Li's origins. This with the uh, titular hero played by Smallville's uh, Kristen Kruick. Oh. Wait a minute. Oh, I know that name for other reasons I'm not going to get into because that's a huge diversion. I can't believe I did not connect those <laughs> yeah. dots until just now. Mm-hmm. Woof. And for those at home, uh, Google Nexium. NXIVM. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yep. We'll just leave that there. She's not the Smallville actress that got arrested, but... She was also involved. She was involved. We're just going to... I can't find this tiny ball rod. I'm very upset. Desperately, but he runs out of an elevator and they don't resize him and he is about three inches tall and it's hysterical. Sorry. Adorable. Awesome. Yeah. Um, there was also Neil McDonough as um, M. Bison, Chris oh. Klein as Charlie Nash. Interesting choice. Yeah. Neil McDonough's great though. Michael Clark Duncan uh, yeah. as, as Bullrog. Shooter McGavin, man. <laughs> Damn. Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas as Vega. Um, okay. It was fronted by Doom director Andres. Wait, and Andrzej Bart <laughs> Bart Kowiak. I think Bart, you nailed it. Take, I take a second run I on that one. I think you nailed it. Polish names <laughs> haunt me. Uh, flashbacks to the hatred episode. Um, uh, would you be surprised to hear that uh, many folks skip this one, myself included? Uh, and a wise decision, as it bombed like there's no tomorrow. Uh, it ra- it raked in 12.8 million against its budget of 50 million, um, and is contention for uh, one of the probably one of the worst motion pictures ever made. It has a three percent on on Rotten Whoa. Tomatoes, edging out our topics a uh, 12 four times over. Uh, Fox abruptly canceled sequel plans to that. Mm. Um, uh, so not to lament on that trash fire, the short films and the. Web miniseries after, we don't want to be recording forever, but to revisit the seed I planted dozens and dozens of pages ago, there uh, is a chapter of this tale not yet told, one that we will have to reside ourselves to next episode here on Hot Button, uh, so uh, you ain't going to want to miss that. <laughs> so uh, that's all for Street Fighter colon the, mo- the official movie. Um, a sometimes fondly remembered, sometimes not, uh, a wonky adaptation that forever rides the line between fun and awful 
I think it's, uh, it's personally fun. on the fun I, side. Yeah. yeah. Not even. Uh, I'm trying to be objective, but it's not. I, it's not. Yeah, it's not awful. Yeah, I think. I think some it of the, is, like these. This response here is mean. Time Magazine and Game Trailer still lambasting it into the late 2000s. Though it's no Uwe Bull joint or anything. Those are just tedious. Get, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like five, six yeah. years later. Like I want to take. I know. I'm going to take anybody who said that this movie is bad and clockwork orange them and force them to watch the legend of chun li you mean you're gonna yeah, block them so uh, yeah so compare wait, and contrast what do you think yeah. the blanca like creature would be that was programmed on just the legend of chun li over and over again <laughs> but it's even like you know uh, uh me you and uh uh austin and andrew we saw the assassin's creed movie yeah. that movie's trash yeah like this was miles away better yeah what if you assassin's like, creeded them the movie where you just put them in a machine that slams them against the floor <laughs> and <it's> over <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that, the animus in that movie is like, why would you design it that way? Uh, I, I, I mean, it's it was better. It was it was better than Monster Hunter. Remember, we watched that. Oh, the the yeah. cap and better I, than the Resident Evil. I still am disappointed that Ron Perlman was not the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I wanted out of that. Uh, but, I wanted that to be but, the big uh, reveal. What, what's the what is this? Palico. 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 It was in it though. He was. Yeah. <laughs> the main coon. <laughs> I would go as far as to say this is probably the best movie based on a Capcom property. Y- yeah? Uh, no. Like live, there's this live, live, well, the Street Fighter animated movie. movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, live yeah, action yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys, and uh, thank you listeners. Thank you Polygon, GamePro, IMDb, uh, Box Office Mojo. There's more um please join us again for the second half of a related story uh it equal uh, it equally contains uh, the same dose of craziness you've come to expect from us uh this and there will absolutely be more commentaries in the pipeline um we're not letting uh you off the hook yet so <laughs> a, well i don't i don't know what's coming next and frankly it's, i'm afraid it's it's probably either mk or doom oh. right like it and those will those will oh, probably yeah. also be a those will be okay. It could be it could be a lot. Worse. A handful we, of years from now, Hollywood's going to try the Street Fighter movie thing again. Anyway, so that you know th- those rights yeah. just got repurchased. I was say, yeah, really, those rumors yes. are abounding. No again. shit, I didn't have that in here. They tried. Okay. They tried more combat again. They're making a sequel to that. Yeah, I that movie wasn't bad, but I was so disappointed. It really could have been something better. Yeah. And like. The, I'll, I'll, I'll tell down. you right now, and we'll see how well this this ages by the time it's published, because uh, we're rapidly encroaching they, on the release date. They did date announce that Mortal... who's a who's a fucking uh, Johnny Cage. It's uh, Johnny Cage. I'm, it's I Carl Urban, jo- right? Oh, 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 yeah. In in um, oh, man, I'd have to go. Yeah, I think that's really? right. I think yeah, Car- Carl, Carl Urban. Urban? I, got cast I like, like Carl Urban, but me too. Johnny Cage. It's. I think he could do it, honestly. I think, I, think I mean, his Amer- I how else is American? Like his American, I think it's fine. It's just yeah. I, I don't know. But you don't, you don't associate was, him with a spoiled also, Playboy like no. type, but like he's a he's kind of grimdark. He's coming, coming, coming up on yeah, coming up on the Mortal Kombat one. <laughs> release, people him. have spotted somebody in the trailers that looks like it might be the video game version of Cole Young from that <laughs> most recent Mortal Kombat movie. So we'll see. Is that a country singer? Oh, no, <laughs> Cole, Cole Young is the audience surrogate that they added in the yeah, Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, which was movie. the worst. You don't need that. Oh. They, they made a Mortal Kombat movie oh. that has no Mortal Kombat tournament, and they're like, Mortal, like MK already has some of the most fun and recognizable like fighting game characters ever, and instead they're like, well, we need some like dorky, boring guy to like guide you through the movie. And it's like, no, you don't. Man? Yeah, like, like you what? don't need this. Oh. The, yeah. the 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 new Mortal Kombat games are like 
have better, they're better written or gorier and more even comedic than that movie was going for. Like it's, yeah. Um, now we'll take a brief moment here to, to celebrate real Julia who did uh, tragically pass away on October 24th, 1994 at age 54 by complications from a stroke uh, just about two months prior to Street Fighter hitting theaters. Um, this wouldn't necessarily be his only swan song though. That following year in 95, uh, uh, Raul uh, received a SAG Award, an Emmy Award, a Cable Ace Award, and a Golden Globe for his performance in HBO's The Burning Season. Um, later, he was then nominated to be included on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Stars list. Um, New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani mm. declared November 21st Raul Julia Day. And lastly, in 1996, got formally inducted into or uh, onto Broadway's uh, Hall of Fame. So not bad. Um, oh, and, and all, all that just King. for his bison performance, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and in, in 97, the Puerto Rico Chamber of Congress created a scholarship in his honor to help provide a uh, college education to teens. So that's oh, that's cool. nice. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, King. Yeah. And uh, with that, let's make the impossible pivot and call it with the plugs. Good luck. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have not watched the commentary, um, check, it out. check it out. You can find that episode and many more, uh, including our Super Mario Brothers one and the one where you talk about the Mortal Kombat, the Supreme oh, yeah. Court case. Oh, there's that some you overlap mentioned. there, too. Yeah. Uh, Hotbuttoncast.com. You can also check us out on any podcast service. Our hundredth episode. Uh, Our hundredth yeah, episode yeah. just came out yep. on the Gizmondo. Yeah, and you Come on, can make that movie. Stay tuned to social media for Street Fighter the movie, the game, the podcast <laughs> coming soon. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hot Button Cast. I'm not signing up for Threads. Uh, I am. I don't not, think Threads is doing well anyway, isn't it? I'm no. not going to do Mastodon. I'm not going to do any of the shit. Blue Sky. It's, that's it's another those, one, right? The, yeah. About Blue QQ. Sky. If those, th- if these three fail, we're just not going to have right? a social media presence. I'm going to state that now. Um, or Weibo. Weibo is the Chinese one. Yeah, that's what Chinese Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And if anyone is able to recreate that Pogo the Clown as M. Bison painting, <laughs> please contact us immediately. Yes, if you're if you are an artist who wants to draw that for us to hang up in the studio, yes. we will. Oh my god, that'd be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you. Straight to my feet.